see how long they last after all this. (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably just move to China. And we are officially (laughs) live here on YouTube. We are not banned yet. And we have had a pretty busy day. Another real news quarantine here. Uh, We're all quarantined from the coronavirus. Some people in Minneapolis are quarantined for, well, different reasons. But we'll talk about that too. (laughs) But most important thing here is we have two special guests here. Sam Whitfield from the Whitfield Report and Trent Lipinski from everything Trent Lipinski out there on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and all across the interwebs. Um, actually, how about you guys? You know, usually we have people plug their stuff at the end, but I feel like since people click off of videos so quickly, how about you two plug your you two plug your stuff real quick before we dive right into it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. This is Trent. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I'm on Twitter, uh, Facebook. You know, I don't, I just have those kind of going for me at the moment. I'm not doing too much otherwise. So, uh, you know, check me out on Twitter. It's just at Trent Lipinski. And uh, I'm Sam. Of course, uh, most of Versa Media's audience knows me, but I'm the host of the Whitfield Report. So follow me on Twitter at somebody.com.nbc. And uh, the samwhitfield.com basically for all my links. And uh, I just want, you guys know that we are also simulcasting this on uh, the Whitfield Reports YouTube channel. So hopefully about 600 and uh, something savages will show up in a bit here. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. So. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks thank you. Both of you. Yeah, I mean, I wish we were still in a radio setting, but this still works. We can go completely unfiltered this time, which is what's great. So... We're going to dive right into it, and as y'all can see right here, this is what started the whole, uh, just, this was just two days ago, it started this whole executive war we've seen rolling out today. Donald Trump tweets out a thing about mail-in voting, basically saying fraud is possible, which it is, and there's been proven cases, and Twitter puts at the bottom right here, get the facts about mail-in in ballots, and they were fact-checking, quote-unquote, the president's tweets. And even when you click on that thing, there's even conflicting things in the fact-checking. And so then we rolled into today having action being taken on what is called Section 230. Uh, I bet Trent can explain this best, but President Trump has now basically told Big Tech that, hey, if you act like a publisher, we're going to take away your liability, special privileges. Do I have that right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so what do you guys think of it? you think this is good? This will actually fix big tech censorship? Or is this just the beginning? Is there going to be more? Will there be more? Does need more need to be done? Or will this solve all the problems? I guess no. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just back up one second. I'll explain uh, 2.30 for a moment here. I'm just going off memory and I'm not reading it verbatim. So uh, basically, you know, the context is 2.30 kind of establishes that these tech companies are not liable for the actions of their users. So if a user comes on their platform and, you know, says or does something against another user, then the person who owns the website or the company that owns the website, Twitter, Facebook, for example, they're not liable for the actions that between those users or the conduct of those users. So they kind of have this protection saying, you know, we're, you know, we're not liable for the things that our users are doing and saying. So this is why we were able to have this kind of like free and open internet 
for a very long time. And that was a pretty good until all the tech companies became super massive monopolies and then started abusing the good faith and the power that this law and this, you know, this legal exemption gave them and started enforcing political policies and agendas uh, that, you know, ultimately started censoring and shadow banning people and, you know, causing, you know, I mean, basically the elimination of free speech as we knew it, you know, on the internet, uh, I mean, is pretty much in full effect at this point. You say the wrong thing on a stream like this, or you say the wrong word on YouTube, or, uh, you know, you publish the wrong thing on Medium and your shadow ban, your accounts are being deleted. And it goes even more extreme that if you do it enough and you keep getting enough attention, you end up like Laura Loomer, where you're just completely banned from everything and you can't even have a bank account. Um, and, you know, Facebook is declaring you, you know, a public enemy number one. Um, so, you know, they've kind of overreached because they've had this protection and that it, it kind of enabled them to start implementing things like this this fact check, which the fact check wasn't even a fact check. Uh, you know, first and foremost, Trump stated an opinion about the future of something that might happen. If we do this, this might happen is basically what he was saying. So that you can't really, there's nothing a fact check, it's an opinion. Um, and then basically they said, we're fact checking it by linking to someone at CNN's opinion. Um, and they didn't disclose the fact that actually Twitter is working with some like political group that uh gave them money and that they're working with or i don't know if money was exchanged or not actually i i would have to confirm that but i know they're working with some political group that is pushing for mail-in uh ballots and all this thing when historically there's a massive massive like record of voter fraud with mail-in ballots i mean even if there isn't mail-in ballots there's still a massive record of voter fraud like uh, so many people, I, I guess I'm going to age myself here, but like so many people forget like the 2000 election and like our entire, you know, presidency and democracy was hanging on literally these hanging chads, you know, on these ballots because people didn't push the little like hanging chad thing all the way through and the paper was still kind of still attached and like that determined who our president was of kind of sort of until the Supreme uh, Court stepped in. But, you know, We've had issues with voter fraud in every election I can remember. Uh, so, of course, if you enable people to only vote via the mail and you start mailing ballots to people, that's going to lead to election fraud. I mean, in voter fraud, I mean, I in the complex I'm in, someone broke into the mailbox. Who knows? Maybe they were going in, you know, for unemployment checks or something. But, like, people can break into mailboxes. The mail can be intercepted. Things can get lost in the mail. Uh, signatures might not match the signatures they have in the DMV, which is what's happening, I believe, in New Jersey right now. Uh, and they had to throw a bunch of ballots out. So historically, there is voter fraud and there was no there was no there was no fact check here. So, you know, essentially what they were doing was they were spreading propaganda. Uh, they were you know, essentially saying, oh, we don't like the president's opinion. So we're going to share an opposing opinion that isn't even factual and then call it a fact check. And they themselves were actually spreading misinformation by doing that. Um, so the irony here is it, they literally were linking to fake news as the fact check. Um, and there were no facts involved because again, we're just talking about two people's opinions here of what might happen in the future. So mm -hmm. it's pretty ridiculous that that was the catalyst that 
finally got us this executive order that might give us a chance to get our free speech back on the internet. I won't jump on two things there. Number one, I think the reason, like, because you could argue Twitter banning conservatives out of bias and shadow banning people is in violation of 230. You could argue that. But I think the fact-checking was a clear intervention into the conversation that they never did in this way before. I think Trump feels he could finally get away with this executive order. And secondly, shout out to Laura Loomer. She, I mean, let's, we always mention her in a lot of these recent episodes because she's running for Congress in Florida killing it even though she doesn't have a twitter or facebook nothing and when her campaign tries to go on they ban them instantly she is overcoming this i mean she's at an extreme disadvantage and has to work 10 times harder but she's still killing it uh i hope she wins but her lawsuit also coincidentally the same time all this was going down uh got thrown out by the dc circuit court i believe i mean i guess she's gonna appeal it obviously but she is. You know, that, to me, what she's doing is, is is the bold action we need. I mean, this is bold action from Trump, but you need action on all fronts because Congress is, well, I'll be blunt, it's full of boomers that don't know anything about technology. <laughs> I mean, even Matt Gates was saying on Bannon's podcast the other night, he's like, you know, I had to teach Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, and a bunch of other people what Shadowbang was. I had to explain to them. They didn't know what it was. He had to explain to them. That's why I love that man. Matt Gates is he's he's fighting the battles that nobody else is in Congress. I mean, he's a true um, star in the GOP right now of the new populist right. Definitely. I I, I want to say, can I would be like a kid on Christmas morning if Laura Loomer gets in oh. gets in Congress. Like you have any idea how happy I would like how exciting it would be to see her in front of the pulpit and having the floor. Oh my God. She oh would God, be the is- fireworks attraction of every single day. I mean, and like the way the right like sort of fetishizes AOC, it's like, oh my God, she's so stupid. She said this stupid thing. And they like every single day they do that. They're going to do that to Laura Loomer on Only MSNBC, Loomer CNN. Is smart and has good stuff to say and can combat all these other crazies. Yeah, Laura Loomer is a smart girl. And facts and whatever. Fun yeah, fact too. She focuses on the facts. And she was the one that uh, you remember. She's the, a trained journalist. She I mean, is. People yeah, forget that. Like she's an actual journalist. She worked deal. for James O'Keefe and did the Hillary Clinton videos inside the DNC that were you know viral videos during the 2016 election. Yeah. yeah. So I actually spoke to her earlier today, and I can confirm she will be appealing. Um, Yo. And this executive order uh, is the exact argument that she was making in. So, you know, the it's kind of a it's an interesting situation because, you know, in her in her case, um, if she was actually given a judge that was appointed by Trump. But uh, this judge is, I don't know, a, a boomer or some kind of old school Republican or something um, and just didn't understand the context of it. And then for them to make the decision, you know, amidst what was happening with Trump and this executive order, you know, and to do that the day before his executive order, I mean, they basically, now she has the perfect grounds for an appeal. So now she can actually appeal this and use this executive order 
as her argument, I mean, essentially it was her argument. She literally was referencing the same case that's being referenced in the executive order in her legal argument. So now that this executive order has been passed, you know, this gives her a legal leg to stand on and it gives her much greater chance in an appeal. I mean, it's possible she could end up going to the Supreme Court over this. Um, but, you know, this could be the case law that's needed to actually put this in place. I mean, this could be, you know, kind of the Roe v. Wade of social media mm. um, to, you know, get her back online. I mean, in her situation, what's really fascinating is she essentially has to run for Congress to get her rights back as an American citizen to be able to yeah. have a social media account. That's insane. And what I keep telling people is that if you want anything done about tech censorship, about big tech censorship, you gotta support her because she's going to, if she wins, she'll be the only person in Congress that's banned from all these platforms. She's the only one that's feeling the pain. None of these people are feeling the pain and none of these people are below the age of 60. So they don't get what she's going through and why this is an important issue. She is the only hope, I think, of actually getting something done. Trump can, is very limited, but things need to go through Congress to have actual permanent, well, mostly permanent, long-term change done. And, I mean, Matt Gaetz is great, but I think Loomer is your best shot at this stuff. Definitely. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see Trump support her or endorse her and back her up. Uh, you know, and I say this as someone who doesn't even consider themselves to have to have a political party. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, as a change agent, I think Laura Loomer could be very powerful. She'd be, I think, one of the youngest or if not the youngest person in Congress if she were to get elected. Yeah, she's only like 25, um, 27. Yeah, something like that. So I think she's 25 now, possibly. But um, no, nah, I, I think she's like 20. Seven. She's a, she's a few years old older than I am. Ooh. Oh, you oh Ooh, you know Sam's keeping that. track. Like, damn, <laughs> what do well, I got to do here? Well, 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 actually, well, actually, real real quick about about that. I actually uh I actually know someone who uh had who actually worked with um Laura at Project Veritas. Ooh, nice. I, I don't want to I don't want to mention. Uh, his name because I don't know if he's undercover working for James, but I can tell you that this person has been on my show before, and I, I consider him, him a mentor. And uh, a few years ago, before before Lure, before uh, Lure, before uh, Laura became uh, Laura, so to speak, <laughs> he was actually trying to set me up with, with her. It was actually. It was actually pretty funny. So, there you go. And there you didn't go. take it? Mix it up a little bit. There, <laughs> and then she just skyrocketed and not, nothing nothing happened. Although, you know, if I if I were to meet her, she, she does seem like an amicable person, though. And I, I think she's very misunderstood. Yes. So, I misunderstood I like her for the longest time. And then I, when I saw the praise she was getting from certain people like Roger Stone, Milo, I was like, okay, I need to pay more attention to this girl. And then I realized, I, I got it. I got it. I understood what she was doing. Her activism, I think, is smart as hell. And I did get to meet her at CPAC um, at the actual floor when Alex Jones came in uh, to CPAC and started 
drawing attention and disrupting as he always does. She was with him. So I got to me, I got actually her congressional card too, of her phone number and all that. So maybe I can give that to you, Sam. Um, <laughs> but she, cause she is 27. Can't confirm she's 27. Um, but and I talked to her for a bit and talked to her at the Cernovich part in a few hours. She was really cool. I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys more details off, off air. So, um, uh, 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 but, but anyway, um, <laughs> the, the, the one thing, the one thing I do want to point out too, with this whole censorship thing is it's not just the big people like, uh, you know, like, and I say relatively big people, meaning people who are more no- notable, like uh, you know Milo and Gavin and Laura anymore. It's not just them getting censored. Uh, even if it's smaller channels like my channel or your guys' channel or even Trent's channel, uh, you know, or platforms on YouTube. I mean, I've pretty much been throttled on YouTube ever since February when I first mentioned uh, COVID. Um, you know, basically, yep. My well, video... a lot of people are too. Well, for a second, keep saying a lot of people. It keeps yeah, getting yeah. stuck in a processing thing. Has that that's happened to you, hasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, that that ha- that happens to me all the all the time now. Um, it's gotten to the point now where just an hour stream, like an hour long stream, will take up to 48 hours to process uh with 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 youtube now um so probably because they're running extra algorithms and extra ai against it that they weren't running before that would be my well but but there's some prick there's some prick there too because like it's like it's like they're not gonna and they're not even gonna really tell you what they're doing like they're gonna let you. They're gonna let you. Uh, you know, stick up, stick with your false hope that you know you're you're gonna work on your content and you start building good content, and, and you build yourself up to where you have enough of followers and you have enough of views, and they're like, oh, by the way, you don't meet our community guidelines. So I'll fuck off. And yeah. like, I mean, this is this is the state we're in right now. But they're gonna oh. wait. I mean, of course they're gonna wait. They're gonna wait until you're someone, you know, that you have enough of followers to where they start blanking you out. But yeah, I mean, that's that's really where Google's at. They're not really gonna railroad somebody with like a hundred followers or something like that. But like somebody with like, you know, thousands. You know, see, they're gonna prevent them from getting thousands. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's that's, thing. That's they're identifying the them early. They think, no. and this is this is where they're gonna get. This is where they're getting caught too, because they think they think that we don't know. Like they're thinking, oh well, how they 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 think that we either don't know or they they that we can't fucking prove it. Like, yeah, and well, you know, jokes on you because uh, the EO just happened. Yeah, because that's yeah. the thing is like they. I think it's very important to note that like after they took down the big stars, I think they started going after the smaller stuff and preventing it from growing. Like, look, I'll bring up somebody I don't like, but who was growing was Nick Fuentes. He was growing. Um, you know, he does have sort of a ceiling with how many people he can kind of reach, but he was growing on YouTube. And then they banned him. Now he's on DLive. Doesn't get anywhere as near as view- many views or as traffic as he used to. And he's growing on Twitter now. 
I will be shocked if he survives the rest of the year on Twitter. I'd be genuinely shocked. Well, I wonder. I wonder if this will help him out too. Like this, this EO will start helping him out too. I mean, there's so. I mean, I've experienced so much censorship just with my own social media accounts. I mean, my Twitter account, I can't get past its current. I, I mean, it's basically stagnant around the same followers that I've had for the last four years pretty much since the 2016 election i can't seem to break above of or under like 5,000. it just kind of stays there and i know people have stopped following me and i know people have started following me i get the notifications and my number doesn't seem to increase um no matter how many notifications i get that i get new followers it doesn't really seem to make sense i mean i really doubt that there's a ratio of for every follower i gain someone leave that just doesn't seem that realistic to me um meanwhile medium i is like the worst offender i mean it's pretty the site is pretty much unusable what was really scary about what medium did is they actually went back in time and started deleting so they started picking posts from the past things that were published that had been sitting on medium for years and all of a sudden going back and deleting it and saying that it now retroactively violates the new community guidelines that they just, and that they're going to delete it. So the big yep. things uh, that they came after me for, so I had a post uh, about, you know, why it's not a good idea to start censoring conservatives from your platform. Um, and they didn't. Uh, um, and after I wrote that, I started noticing that any time I published anything after that, my numbers and my ability to get a post to reach my following was diminished after that. I'm pretty sure I potentially got shadow banned or like a soft shadow ban. And then once they pass these, like their latest round of whatever their community guidelines are, they deleted my Seth Rich analysis article, which <laughs> the funniest thing about that article was one of my, the like one of my main quotes and one of the main things I, is that Obama himself stated that the whole WikiLeaks DNC thing was a leak and not a hack. I mean, it was in Obama's final press conference as president of the United States, his final press conference. He straight up says it was a leak. Um, so, you know, but that, of course, undid the whole Russiagate narrative and they had to pretend that Obama never said that. Um, so they hated the fact that I pointed out that argument, among other things that were in that, that, uh, that article. So, you know, they retroactively went and deleted um, after had been on their site for years so they're not just censoring stuff that we're posting today they're actively going back and starting to censor things from the past preventing it from showing up and what was really fascinating was uh you know around this time if you googled my name it would come it would auto correct to trent lipinski alt-right and so what i had done is i was like all right cool if google's gonna do that which they shouldn't be able to do um, you know, just auto-correct anytime someone types your name into a search engine to a term that, you know, basically at this point doesn't even... Um, but, uh, you know, I wrote an article that was titled Trent Lipinski Outright. I published it on my Medium Pro. And I just, like, laid out a bunch of my insane, crazy political... Um, so that if anyone did actually get auto then it would get sent to that Medium search result as the top results so they would at least get my spin of the situation instead of you know who knows what 
um, and got rid of my Seth Rich article, that disappeared off Google at exactly the same moment. And they stopped auto-correcting my name and they stopped featuring my Medium account when you search for my name. And they stopped featuring my articles and my articles stopped showing up. And so they kind of like buried me basically on Google because they figured out that I had figured out how to use their own algorithms. Um, so, you know, it, it worked to my favor because they stopped doing this. But I mean, this speaks to, you know, the level of intricacy of what they're willing to do when they're trying to censor people and not just censor them, but also slander them. Uh, you know, when you're auto-correcting someone's name to, you know, didn't even, didn't even like necessarily have anything to do with me. And do I have libertarian beliefs? Like, absolutely. But I, I also have some progressive values. Like I, I toast the line. I'm kind of, it's a weird dichotomy to tell people that you're kind of a progressive libertarian, but that's actually kind of where I sit on the fence. These, these days, do I lean a little more right on some things? Of course. Other days, do I lean left? Um, but I definitely don't have very much in common with today's left. Uh, you know, if there's anything that I'm liberal on, I'm traditional, like classic, um, when it, especially when it comes to like regulations, I think it's a good thing that the government's stepping in and regulating big tech. Most people on the right are going to argue. So we're in this weird, you know, this weird place now where people like me get, you know, one group or the other group. And for a company, Google, a multi-billion dollar mega corporation to this, oh, we're going to, you know, slander this person with this term that, you know, again, at this point doesn't even have a meaning. Like no one even uses the term alt-right anymore. It was just a creation in the moment after the 2016 election. Um, you know, oh, they shouldn't be able to do that. Like I should have been able to sue Google for that like they were so, so you know getting rid of 230 protection for these companies when they're violating the rights of their users and violating the just the good faith of our country and the foundation of our constitution and our like yeah they should lose that protection i should be able to sue google and i should be able to sue medium for them shadow banning me and not giving them like they block my access to my followers at this point basically they're deleting my content and blocking my right to free they've slandered my name like why can't i have any legal recourse against these yeah and they get protection that newspapers don't get that a lot of things don't get um and funny thing you mentioned obama i i was checking now to see if it was still the case but i don't know if you knew but he was following you on twitter for a while was he that was probably because he auto followed me when they were like doing one of those like all auto follow campaigns yeah <laughs> i don't know i i can't imagine the actual president was like actually reading my tweets if he was Trump. that's cool but <laughs> whatever, i could see i could see it i could see him say he i could see him in the lincoln bedroom oh hey you know that uh Trent Lipinski's pretty good <laughs> give him a follow it'll be pretty good yeah, no. I, I feel like <laughs> I gotta I think... say I I voted for the guy and I regret it now, especially in light of the Russiagate transcripts that you know have been released by the the DOJ. That shit was crazy. Flynn I mean, did that, nothing wrong. Like, 
Oh my uh, god. Basically, Obama didn't relinquish his power, and he's probably, possibly still in power and running a shadow government to this day. So this dude. The funny if he's thing following is, me on Twitter, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when it, when all this stuff was coming to light, I, I remember, I remember Trump winning the, winning, winning the, the day after Trump won, uh, president Obama, he went, went in front of the pulpit and he was like, uh, he was talking about how, oh, he's going to make sure he hands off Trump with a, with, with, with a as good of a transition as he can because President Bush did the same for him or whatever. And I'm like, oh shit. And then all this stuff is coming to light. I'm like, that is so dirty. Like he went and he went on world television and said he was going to be straight and clean and hand him a clean, uh, you know, a transition. And he does this shit. Well, I mean, the going after Flynn and what they did, to Flynn, I mean that's insane. I mm-hmm. mean, this yeah. is a general in the military. Flynn was their guy. Like you know, Flynn reported to Obama, and you know, had been implementing his agenda. And basically, Flynn's like, like you know, you're no longer going to be president. I'm going to the next. I, I'm I'm moving forward into the next. You know, into the next presidency here. Like this is a transition yeah. of power. Like that's a yeah. normal thing that's supposed, yeah. to, especially for a member of the military. To start serving the next president, so yeah, sounds like they didn't like him though. Yeah, well, obviously they threatened (laughs) his child, and you know. Well, I mean, Obama, Obama specifically, it sounds like had some sort like personal beef. Yeah, and that's where the whole you know, what did Obama know? When did he know it? That's where really the questions kind of come in. Is like, well, you could tell this these two didn't get along. And was this Obama, or the very, very, very least, his people's way of saying, we're not going to screw this guy and get back at him, but we're going to screw Trump. We're going to create collateral damage, taking this guy out. Because that's where I've, I remember when this first this stuff came out, I'm like, why did they go after this guy? And there seems to be many layers to that. Yeah, they went after him for a lot of different reasons. I mean, he knows where all the bodies are buried because <laughs> he was a part of the Obama administration. Yeah, like he he was. So you know, you got a guy who knew where all the bodies were buried, who knew everything that they that had you know all the levels of you know declassification, or he had access to security clearances and everything. He knew what they were doing. He knew what they had access to, and he was a threat to them because he. So they had to prevent him from working with Trump so that he could not throw them under the bus, essentially. I mean, and then now, I mean, the other thing to consider is Biden is just as implicated in this as well. So Yeah, he signed off requesting for an unmasking. Correct. So, you know, Biden, I mean, could legitimately have charges or corruption charges or something brought against him i mean what we're actually talking about here is treason you know that's the crazy thing um but you know it's it's so it's just so crazy what you know that we now have these transcripts and we're able to see them and that they were actually used in court to get flynn off so you know that's that was the other fun kind of like thing that i started seeing was like when this information first came out, like a lot of the people that I know that are on the left, they were like, 
they were silent for like a week. And then after a week, they just decided it was a conspiracy theory. And I was just like, no, look, here is the actual declassified conversations from these people, you know, that the NSA had recorded and like had in their system. They're not even denying it. Like, but nope, the left decided it's just a conspiracy theory and they're not going to pay attention to the actual transcript of all of these people and what they actually said to each other. It's just insane. Like the cognitive dissonance that is happening right now in this country when you have the, uh, these moments. I mean, for me, I always have my suspicions of things and like I always suspected this was the situation with Flynn. And, you know, I suspected that Obama was doing some weird stuff behind the scenes. But to get actual proof and confirmation of it declassified for the entire public to see, that makes it true. So that's no longer conspiracy. That's no longer, you know, there's no longer a, there's no longer speculation here. We now can actually read their actual words and see what they actually did. And at that moment, it became truth. And then that was just too much for some people to handle. Uh, And then now, you know, you can't even... With the way that news is happening with COVID-19 and, you know, the election coming up and now we've got what's happening in Minneapolis and we're, you know, now we've got this executive order. I mean, the news is happening so fast. We didn't even get a chance to have a political discussion about what actually happened with Obama and Obamagate. Uh, and it's it's kind of a shame because, I mean, it's it just speaks to the volume of misinformation and propaganda that we've all been experiencing for the last four years. Like we've all been just with fake news and to the point where, you know, even people on the right can't tell what's true anymore because Mm -hmm. we're getting hit from so many different angles now. You know, it feels like, uh, have you ever seen a clockwork orange? Mm Mm-hmm. It feels it. like that's a, that's what it feels like. It feels like, you, like we're being strapped to a chair with our eyes peeled open and forced <laughs> to watch all this bullshit. Like it just feels like it. Cause it's like, it's everywhere. All like you look at, you look at you, you watch on television, right? The, the, you know, the fake news, the CNN, MSDNC, all that shit. And it's just nothing. It's nothing but Minneapolis. Just, just, and and how you know this you know black lives matter and all this stuff and, and then we'll get to that in a sec but like it's so just it's so thick and it's like all did it you is, notice just, the switch flip from covid19 to to basically this whole race war thing like oh, yeah. like instantly <laughs> oh yeah you know that's because, the thing because like, they know because they know the covid19 shit ain't working like they 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 realize that the public is not buying their bullshit. So it's like, oh, well, this is something that a lot of these people get behind. Uh, everybody loves a good race bait war. Well, let's go. Let's go for this. I think it's more the fact that every single day you turn on the news, your coronavirus, COVID-19, mask, stay at home, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But oh, there's something new. There's a riot. There's a yeah. city burning down. You know, nobody gave. Ooh. Yeah, you know, nobody gave a shit about COVID nineteen <laughs> and all those people were protesting and shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, make sure you wear your mask when you're burning down a fucking Target. Yeah, when they go to Target, like, whoa, 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 bro, six feet, six feet. No, 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 can't steal that TV. Whoa. Six feet. Well, I, I, I have a, I have a quote for that, by the way, and it's a, it's a now infamous quote. But I think it, you know, I think it's a quote that. Uh, fits real well uh to quote Rahm Emanuel one of the biggest uh slime balls mm-hmm. ever 
never let a you never want a uh, serious crisis to go to waste because it gives you the opportunity to do things you could not do before. Mm-hmm. See, and while I think that is very politically like you know dirty and gross, I I ha- unfortunately have to say I think Trump should kind of. You know, like he did with the immigration stuff, like locking down the borders for a while. You kind of need to do some of that. Yeah. When the well, left is doing is it so too. badly, you kind of, you you almost have to force yourself to do certain things you wouldn't be comfortable with in order to keep the more uncomfortable, worse side at bay. Yeah. yeah. But, but this goes... No, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. T- I think, yeah, timing's everything too because... Like we're starting to see like some of these people, like, like, like some of these like liberals or whatever, they're using that. They're trying to take advantage of this, but they, they end up like, it feels like they're overplaying their playbook. Like they're overplaying their playbook and people are smartening up. Like, eh, you might not be like, and and we'll start talking like, we'll start talking about the uh, uh, George Floyd stuff here in a minute. Well, good example of what you're talking about is Governor Whitmer in Michigan. You know, she was, like, shutting it down, which, because Michigan was getting hit pretty badly, especially in Detroit. Makes sense. Okay, fine. Then she was like, you can't go on the Great Lakes. You can't go hunting. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I, when we're on our boats Why? in the Great <laughs> Lake, we're going to maintain more than a six-feet dis- dis- distance from the other boats, okay? You're, you're, I mean, I've been to Michigan many times. The core of that state is the sort of rural it almost has its own version of redneck sort of isms like yeah there's hunting but it's not the same hunting as like in the south or something you know and they have boating and um uh, snowmobiling is really big there so when she goes after that like that's gonna just annoy people like they can't even go on their boat i mean come on what are you, what are you gonna do Sneeze on like the other Was the it fish. Massachusetts that blocked the sell of of the selling of seeds. You couldn't even plant a garden. <laughs> oh like, no, I think that was home. Michigan too. <laughs> was that Michigan too? Yeah, um, I'm losing track of all the states <laughs> and what crazy laws are. That that woman is cra- That woman is straight up crazy. Dude, doesn't she look terrible? She she yeah yeah. Not only does she look crazy, then you you, you hear her talk and it's like. No, you're, she's you, a terror. You sound the way you sound the way you look, completely fucking bad shit crazy. Dude, and she threw her husband under the bus. Did you see that shit? She's like yeah. at a press conference when this when he, you know, basically stupidly admitted to doing a you know a, getting a political favor for like a boating uh, deal or something. I forget if it was like a parking spot at the marine or being able to use the boat earlier, because uh, he basically said, "Do you know who my wife is?" and got us oh, you know Jesus. sweet deal i know pretty bad he basically oh said God. that and then governor <laughs> whitmer goes in front of the podium and goes in a failed attempt at a joke my husband it's like whoa bitch like jesus she just came off <laughs> nasty like, that's yeah, business as usual in california if you say, <laughs> you say like if you say that oh do you know who i am do you know who i'm married to you know it's not gonna end well right yeah i mean you really do <laughs> If you have to resort to all of that, it's just not, it's not good. I would just said, do you, I would just say, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> like what? Like who? Yeah, it's that sort of elitism where they think they can just sort of yeah. get what they want. You know, when you poor little peasants are locked away in your homes, oh, we can still go boating. Oh, we're so we're so nice. She I switched insane. to calling them the ruling class instead of elite because there's nothing elite about them. Yeah, and they don't really yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> but we yeah. say, I mean, we say elitist more in like a sarcastic. Tone, yeah, I know. Where it's like, eh, you know, they think they're elite, but eh, it's like that. It's it. It's like because and and it's like the mannerisms too are very. Um, they're smug. They're very smug about and fake. Like, like they they know they're like like. In a way, I think like they're wrong, and and a lot of them know they're wrong. They just don't give a shit, and they're acting this way just to. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like uh, it's like just to piss you off or something. Like you realize this isn't going to end well for you, right? Just saying. <laughs> it's a combination of things. I, yeah. For, uh, on different levels, I mean. The left has it. The right has their own versions of it too. Yeah, that's mm. that's why I like. Like I said, I call them the ruling class at this point because that's kind of what they are. I mean, we we have this like we have this breakdown in class structure, and you know you basically have this ruling class that just gets away with shit and does whatever they want, and then you have everyone else. Um, and that's that's basically where we're at with society at this point, like. You know, we can talk about all the division and identity politics, you know, all the different things that divide but that's what they want us to do because they don't want us to realize that it's basically them versus us. And the us is everyone who isn't in the ruling class. Mm -hmm. This is why I love when people like um, Trump, I mean, it's a rare breed that they get to that level of super rich, but they're not a part of them. It's, it's such... I mean, it's such a cliche at this point that he's an outsider and all that, but, you know, we kind of forget just how special that is. And when he's gone, man, there's just, there's nothing else like him. I think there's going to be a, like, like when Trump leaves, I think there's going to be a huge fucking hole. Like there's yeah. going to be a huge hole when he leaves. Cause I, do, I just don't see, I just don't see it in the Republican party. I don't see anybody that's going to be like there. May I'm, I'm thinking maybe like, maybe don if don jr runs but it's like i don't even know if he even if he ran like i don't know if even he could match well according to sonovich don jr actually does not want to be president at all yeah i mean like like there's gonna be a hole there's gonna be a huge huge fucking hole as far as like just the career like he's so good like he's so good at pulling out the worst he is good at pulling like, out. yeah it's just like he pulls them out he pulls it out of them like look look at the look at the whole pocahontas thing right look at the elizabeth warren thing he's a master he, brander he baited her he baited her to take a fucking a, 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 a 23 and me test like it's like you played right into where he wanted you to like how do you I, I can mean, you imagine like getting a presidential candidate to do that and then you like see it on your phone like i would just sit back and be like and just enjoy that moment like that i got a presidential candidate to take a dna test because i trolled her too i trolled her to 23 and me <laughs> i mean is just boring. hilarious and the other and the other names out there are just fucking boring like mm -hmm. oh my god like just not even it, it, it's you have to have something that people can 
unite around. Like you have to have something about you that people can just unite around. Like Mitt Romney, who the fuck is going to unite around that guy? It's it's more like people followed him, base tried to follow him basically because they had to. So you know that was a recipe for fucking disaster. <laughs> same doing thing the with, same thing with Biden right now. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. Biden's Biden? Like, well, Biden doesn't have a like. I've never seen a like a presidential campaign where there was to not let him do interviews or talk to the public. Dude, well, what, what, what you, the last, hey, the last interview didn't go so fucking well with those you ain't black comments. Oh my yeah. God. Well, Speaking so of the ruling class, well, that shit right there. Well, let me just, let me just inter- interject on the Biden thing though. Did you guys hear what uh, Alex Jones had to say about Yo, Biden? what did he say? It's no. I I actually played because about an hour before I did this, uh, before I came on your show, I did a stream on the Whitfield Report talking about the uh, tech censorship thing, and I I had to do it on D Live because I was playing clip of Alex Jones, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Alex has said something that I that has crossed my mind, which is that. Uh, in short, he thinks that they're that they're putting in Biden as kind of the placeholder candidate, and then once the DNC convention hits, didn't I not did I not call that shit? They're they're going to they're going to say, oh, Biden's sick. We need a we need an here's the new candidate, and that they're going they're going to blindside us. That that's. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that, and I mean, I bet Alec is right because the one thing that you have to admit is that, and the one thing I haven't been able to figure out is why are they running Biden? Because they have no one else. That's what I think. Why? Well, say what you will about the Democrats, but they're, but they're, I mean, yeah, they are stupid, but they can't all be that stupid. So to me, mm-hmm. they're using Biden to Trojan horse someone in. I mean, but see, to me, that's a stupider strategy because who has the second most votes is Bernie Sanders, and technically he should get it then if Biden's going to drop out. Now no, they're, they're gonna not going to let but that gonna happen. They're going to wait until after the the convention to railroad Bernie. But see, like, that would it, just piss so many people off. They're they know they're already that. pissed. Yeah, they're already pissed. You're not really. Yeah, but I and think they're already not voting for him. I mean, they basically they want to cheat. That I, I ultimately I think all they want to do at this point is cheat, and that was the whole point of this mail-in ballot thing. You know, they tried. They wanted the whole COVID nineteen thing to extend as long as possible. So that they could destroy the economy, destroy mm-hmm. all these small businesses, blame Trump for it, run a nostalgia campaign. Remember the good old days of Obama and Biden? Vote mm-hmm. for Biden, you know? Oh, and I think they were trying, you know, push that through, hoping they could get the mail-in ballots and use them to cheat. I think that was their strategy. If Trump ends up bl- blocking that from happening and they can't use the mail-in ballots to cheat, then they're either going to have to try to find some other strategy. Possibly they were going to try to use social media to cheat. Trump just blocked them on that today. So, you know, they were, they're planning something. Is it, is there going to be a swap out for another candidate? I'm anything's possible at this point. This year's definitely not going as I, but uh, you know, it's, 
at the same time, it's they're they're wasting time. They have the opportunity right now if there really is this you know dark horse candidate that they want to put. Like, why not get that name recognition out there? Why yeah. not get that you know? Why not build that momentum? Because right now all they're doing is losing people because mm-hmm. people are so turned off to Biden and the crazy stupid things he keeps saying. I mean it. it they've got to be losing voters at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I don't think this strategy is going to work for them. Like I, I, I can't imagine that enough people out there are just going to vote for Biden because he's Biden. Um, and the fact of the matter is if he ends up debating Trump and it's there's over. actually debates, it's over. I think what they'll try to do is definitely avoid the debates, which I think they're ultimately not going to be able to do. And Trump will make it happen. You'll bait him into it. Secondly is I think they're going to put a lot more effort behind the VP candidate, which I'm guessing is going to be Kamala Harris. It could be somebody else, but I'm, I would put my money on her. Klobuchar is now out of the count now after some interesting news that's broken about her. But mm-hmm. I think they're just going to focus on the VP because especially if it's Kamala, if it's a black woman, they can course correct everything with Biden. Oh, look how progressive he is. He's empowering a black woman. You know, they're going to use the race shit and the gender shit again, which is a failing strategy, but they're going to use it again because they have not learned from that. And they still think it wins, but I I, I don't see him taking by now, especially after Obama endorsed him, Pelosi, all these big names endorsed him. They would look terrible if he dropped out. They would but look see, so bad. But, but if it's for a health for reason. But see, could, hold, yeah. hold on, sorry to interject though. This was the other part of Alex's theory, which, I mean, I don't know if it's even possible, but you mentioned Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So here's kind of my theory. Okay, say Biden gets sick at the uh, convention. And by the way, for anyone who wants to clip this, feel free to because I have a theorem, I have a feeling I might be right about this. But but um, Biden might get sick, and then if Kamala gets the VP nomination, even though she's not the main candidate, could they? I don't know if there's ever been precedent for this, but if Biden were to get sick and drop out with Kamala as his VP, could she technically run on the ticket mm. then as POTUS? Well, see, she could potentially if the if the delegates if this delegates switch their votes to her. So if the delegates give their votes to yeah. Biden and Kamala, and then the moment the convention ends. Biden drops out and then they all of the delegates then commit to Kamala as the new president. I mean, they could in theory do that because the Democratic Party, the way it works with their convention, I mean, you have the superdelegates and the delegates anyways, and they have this whole delegate where it's essentially those representative delegates that are voting for, you know, those are the votes that actually matter, that actually determine the candidate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which is what we saw in 2016. And that's Bernie, who was supposed to get the nod, who didn't get the nod. They just manipulated the delegate system rather mm-hmm. than having the total, uh, you know, raw, raw votes to actually get Hillary through. So, yeah, was, um, so they could manipulate it. That was some dirty fucking shit. 
Well, uh, hey, hey, where, hey, Alex, weren't you weren't you gonna say something? Yeah, shoot, no, uh, uh you, you guys kind of went over some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Still waking about. up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're, no, I, no, I've been there. I, I just want to go and let you guys have a chance to speak. It's, it's been, been good. Fun. It's been good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, but but yeah, that was some dirty shit. Like when they they railroaded Bernie Sanders. Not not that I like Bernie Sanders or anything, but like they really did ro railroad the guy. They were like there were some states that were switching up the voting hours or whatever because they knew that it was voter fraud. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It literally was voter fraud. Like you're changing the hours, like la the voting uh, hours last minute to railroad a lot of the Bernie voters. It's like, dude, and they did it again. They did it for a second time. They were like, there's no way we're letting this fucking commie win. Yeah. Not on our watch. He, he fucking the stock rolled market over. bounce after he dropped out? I've never <laughs> seen that before. And Bernie's like, good for the markets. Crazy. He boosted like, the market. Like, major boost the second Bernie dropped out. Well, you know, you, th you would have thought he would have learned the first time that they were going to be, they were going to do something to go and screw him over. And that's the thing too, like even if he like even if Biden did drop out and let's say there's nothing extra nefarious going on, since he did drop out, like I don't even think he'd be eligible to you know like I don't even really know what would happen if Biden dropped out. I so Bernie technically suspended his campaign. So mm. he's no longer campaigning. And I believe oh. did he did he actually endorse I did he I think he did endorse possibly? I think he gave yeah, like a half hearted endorse endorsement, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that might be, be construed as him fully dropping out. But initially, um, he, he only suspended his campaign. And I don't think he completely dropped out, but I'm not sure. Well, because remember, he wanted to stay on the ballot in New York. Like He was really adamant yeah. on staying on the ballot. And I'm like, what's that all about? Because he knew something could happen. I don't know. I, I mean, Bernie... The man's got to grow a spine if he wanted to be president and mm -hmm. just proved he didn't have it. Because, I mean, let's not forget in 2016, you know, you had a DNC data analyst who was murdered in cold blood in the streets, you know, D.C., and we still don't talk about this for some reason. Seth Rich. You know, this there might get, I, I <laughs> this, might get this <laughs> this video and this channel banned. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, so, um, We're never having you on you know, again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I mean he was he was a whistleblower. He gave the data to WikiLeaks, and the reason he did it was to prove voter fraud that Bernie was basically winning, and they did everything they could to prevent it from happening to put Hillary on the ticket. For people to argue that voter fraud doesn't happen just four years after we just had voter fraud in the last election to select Hillary Clinton in the first place against Bernie Sanders. Like, it's just like, wow, people's memories are so short mm -hmm. because this literally just happened. Like we just had voter fraud in the last election. If you look back on like the stuff that happened in the state of Nevada, I mean, there were democratic offices that got broken into data was stolen. Like there there was ballots that went missing like there was all kinds of crazy stuff that was going on behind the scenes that the dnc was covering up and the whole point of the whole wikileaks thing was to reveal public that but, but was the intention but Wait, Trent, but Trent, it's unsubstantiated 
Wait, wasn't but he there, did like, my damn no, lights. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but Twitter there, like, told me so. There's a case about that. There is. There are several and, cases. And the, court, and the court ruled that, like, the DNC is allowed to be corrupted it's not, since it's not a federal, like, since it's its own party. Like, they can be as corrupt as they want, if I remember correctly. Correct. What? So, the, so the, the thing that I'm wondering, is this, like, part of Trump's, like, strategy for re-election? Because he held on to the, the you know, the Russiagate data. You know, he had access to that the moment he was president. So he held on to that for a really long time before getting it fully declassified through the courts. And why he even went through the whole court process and did it by the book confuses me, honestly. Um, I mean, on one hand, you've got to respect he went and did it by the book. On the other hand, it's like, why didn't you reveal this like when you were being impeached fraudulently? And, you know, like this proves this whole thing was a hoax. Like, why did we go through that as a country? Um, if you had evidence sitting on the table that well, proves that they were setting you up. Well, it was strategy because you, like, if he would have cut it off, like as if he would have cut it off right out of the gate, they would have, they would have mounted up a defense like, Oh, see, he's trying to, he cut it off early. So he's trying to cover it up. Whereas letting it play out, even though it sucked ass, it, it just, it makes, it makes the Dems look so fucking terrible. Because it's like, look, they they rolled all this shit out for two years, spent millions and millions of fucking dollars, and they got nothing to fucking show for it. And they should it proved exactly what we knew all along. It's like that's another thing too. Before we move on, I want to say is we again how quickly people forget things. Just not too long ago, a president was being impeached. That hasn't happened since Clinton. And it was he the might most be impeached again. Oh yeah, he. That's <laughs> another thing. That. They're gonna. The I think president impeached twice. If he gets well, when he gets his second <laughs> term, I think they're gonna find something with the coronavirus handling that they're gonna use to impeach him with. I think that's where they're looking because they're already I setting up the investigation. The if they handle the voting laws, I'm gonna call this. If they're if they're if the if Trump is more you know like is more aggressive with these voting things, you know I I. Th- I think there's a possible red wave. I think there's a complete red wave. I'm optimistic the House gets turned. Trump wins. Trump wins. They take back the House. They keep the Senate. Well, that's the thing that I keep yelling at these, like, you know, like people like Ann Coulter that I think go a bit too far. They, you know, to the point where they almost sound anti-Trump. Ann Coulter's batshit crazy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She's... The subject matter expert on anything. At this well, stage of the, game. the thing is, is you know, she still has two million followers on Twitter. She's a, you know, she writes best-selling books. I mean, she's a smart person. She is right on a lot of things. But you know, these people that hold such a purity to Trump, where they have these ridiculous standards for him, they forget he is not a dictator. He can't just go build the wall right now. He can't just go and do all these things right there, right now. He needs to go through Congress. And if you have a Democrat-controlled House, well, you ain't getting shit done. And if you want to see him fulfill his promises, as they keep saying, you need to elect him and elect the people in Congress so he can get stuff mm-hmm. done. Because the people, you know, they go, oh, well, he yeah. used his emergency powers to, to, to build a wall. Why didn't he do that on day one? Well, if he did that on day one... They would be calling him a dictator. They'd be going after. They'd probably impeach him for it. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't understand that you can't just just because you were given certain powers, just because you can do certain things, doesn't mean you should. And maybe in some ways can, I guess you could say, because 
of the repercussions of it. I mean, yes, there is optics cucking in some ways on some things you'll see on the right where they get worried about like offensive things people said, but optics do matter and they can have staggering effects. Speaking of optics, I want to mention one last thing about the uh, Section 230 thing, and this is something we were just talking about right before we started streaming, was Twitter's uh, public policy account tweeted out that this executive order is, quote, a reactionary and politicized approach to a landmark law. Hashtag Section 230 protects American innovation and freedom of expression. (laughs) And it's underpinned by democratic values. Wow. Guys, uh, guys, I, I have a friend who wants to say something to you. Oh, sure. Hey, oh. Hold on. Uh, yes, Jack, you can come in. Hello, uh, this is Jack Dorsey. Please don't, please don't overrule me, President Trump. Please don't. Oh shit. <laughs> please don't. Please don't regulate me. That's literally the scream Listen. that he's making. Yeah, l- listen, you bearded fuck. Your site is going down. All right. <laughs> no, dictator Phil. I'll do anything. I'll be- I'll verify you. And, uh, I'll verify you and Trent and Sam and anything. Just please don't tell Trump not to regulate me. You know what's been? Too- I don't think. You know what? I honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. It's Jack. It's it's as Zuckerberg. Much as it is. I don't think it's Jack so much Jack as much as it is his fucking like all the people underneath him. Yeah, we're forgetting like like they're 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 headquartered in San Francisco. They have a whole bunch of SJWs work working underneath them, and like because he himself he's he's like he's like this guy from the Midwest or some shit. Like I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's you know he's an SJW too, but like he, I don't think he's the one that's really calling well, the shots as much as it is no actually when he was on joe rogan with that um that other girl yeah the, it's the jaya the is two of them make a lot she's of she's bad yeah she was bad like she's yeah. bad if you ever see her if you ever see her twitter page holy god that is sjw all over it's and basically then, the two of the, them who's the other the guy the, the fucking uh the, the the integrity the chief of integrity yeah 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 that the, guy that yeah. trump tagged the fuck that meant mm-hmm. but like yeah he's like he was like crazy too with like very is anti-trump shit it's not the like, first time we've heard an integrity chair that's uh a very integritous um yeah you guys will get yeah. that reference but you know that the, was yeah. another thing in the executive order was mm-hmm. Uh, is he's actually banned the use of third parties as uh, as regulatory censors? SPLC BTFO. Yeah. So all the because what's happened is all these think tanks and all these independent groups have been to essentially cut off transparency so that they're you know Facebook can say oh we didn't make this decision we outsourced this yeah. decision to so and so organization and they made this decision so the executive order explicitly states you can't do that well that's... so trump kind of cut them off on a lot of the you know yeah. a lot of the techniques they've been using for not taking responsibility for their actions and i mean that's like, ultimately what this exact order is about yeah. is forcing them to take responsibility for their own censor yeah i i don't like uh, the pushback on the like like twitter twitter tweeted that the eo is like the eo was like a 
a hasty decision and all that. Like, like, look at the look at the fucking EO. Like, look at the draft of the EO. Does that look like something that was made like off of a fucking whim? It looked like it looked organized. It, looked, it took time. Like, and and you look at uh, Chanel uh, Chanel Rion. Um, she she was saying that they were they were talking about this in 2019. Yeah, and that this whole this thing has been like sitting a in a drawer. Yeah. That's what it's I was gonna say. There. They yeah, just had to like, fucking change the date on it. Is all they probably had to do. Yeah, because they well, were waiting they for them. Working. I don't see why they weren't working on this like the day that Trump got in office. Uh, that's when shit should start. Maybe getting... they did. And yeah, one they, of the other think... another interesting clause. This is actually the one where they talk about uh, Chinese propaganda on these social networks. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a it was a very interesting thing to see highlighted, you know, in an executive order from the president of the United States calling these companies with China, um, especially in light of everything that's happened with COVID-19 and all of the you know misinformation and, and politicalization of that information and you know, the lockdowns. I mean, technically, I'm sitting in a state that's still on lockdown because of a virus now we know has like a ridiculously low fatality rate and doesn't even seem to be affecting Americans like it. So, um, you know, it's, you know, we're living, we're living in times where straight up, you know, major social media companies like Reddit, for example, I mean, they took a major reinvestment round from Tencent Ventures. And they basically mm-hmm. become a propaganda arm for the Chinese Communist Party. And, like, they they need to be called out. Like, something needs to be done about that. Like, our American social media and companies should not be beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. And if they're going to start pushing Chinese propaganda, especially Chinese propaganda that is against the interests of the United States of America, something ha- – regulation – has to happen in that regard like mm-hmm. something has to happen this isn't a free speech issue. this actually becomes a money and collusion issue mm-hmm. and because the chinese government's paying for this they're buying american yeah. companies and using yeah. them as their property and the you other know, thing you know, to add to that is like when you mentioned the third party sort of colluding with twitter is you know this is the other thing too is when people you know, when, when certain people get banned, it's not necessarily Jack Dorsey or that other girl. I keep forgetting her name. Um, Regina. <laughs> sorry, I. That's what, sorry, that's, that's my nickname. I'm gonna it. say V and not the V yeah. from V for Vendetta, but she would just go, and it's not just her just going. Ooh, Milo Yiannopoulos is on Twitter banned. Ooh, Gavin McGinnis is here banned. It is sometimes. This was the case with Alex Jones. Outside people basically lobbying Twitter to ban people. Oliver Darcy from CNN lobbied Twitter to ban Alex Jones. He lobbied a bunch of other tech companies to do so, and he eventually got what he wanted. And that's why the whole spooky thing, the whole Orwellian uh, sort of silencing of Alex Jones from the entire internet, pretty much, from the entire social sphere of the internet, and within 24 hours is really because of Oliver Darcy because he was lobbying all these tech companies. That's my theory, and part of it's proven. I think we know he was talking to Twitter and Facebook. I'd have to fact check it, but he was at least talking to one of those. And he you had that. 
Yeah, and he brags about he has articles writing this shit where he's like demanding them to do it. I mean, that's the thing is like it's not just the companies, but also people lobbying and influencing the companies. And for all you know, he could be going. You know, Twitter might when Twitter was one of the last uh, ones to ban him too. He could have. They probably might have been holding back, and Oliver might have threatened them. Said, "Hey, you don't do this, I'm gonna do this to you. You don't ban Alex, I'm gonna fuck you this way." So. You know, again, as much as, like we said, Twitter is a SJW and they're censoring people, but why? The why is very deep and has many, many implications to it. Yeah, let me, let me, lay Trent, um, with, do you know, like, do you know if Twitter has any kind of, like, Chinese investment of any kind or, no, like, any kind of, I'm... yeah, because it's odd. Biggest it's... Ties are, are, so Twitter's biggest ties. Uh, that are concerning to the interests of, of America is Saudi Arabia. Um, and they they do, one of their largest investors, um, that I believe had more shares of the company at one point than Jack himself and maybe still does. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't checked recently, but um, was a Saudi prince. Um, so yeah. Saudi Saudis definitely have, uh, you know, pushed an agenda on, on Twitter. And Twitter mm-hmm. has definitely, you know, pushed a lot of Saudi pro styled uh, um, and implemented policies that, you know, mm. wouldn't normally have been implemented. So we've definitely seen that influence yeah. the Chinese influence um, in terms of social media companies. I, the biggest, most obvious one is Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say the second biggest is possibly Facebook. I mean, uh, you know, there was this story recently that, uh, you know, Zuckerberg asked uh, Xi Ping to name his child. Like, I don't know if that's what, or not, but like there there's some weird Facebook yeah. connections to China. Um, the other I mean, obviously, Google and China have a very intimate relationship uh, and Google was working on the Dragonfly project for them and was working, uh, you know, the Chinese people. And prevent them from being able to look up terms like human rights, um, and you know was basically creating a surveillance system for the Chinese Communist Party. Um, so you've definitely got Google with plenty of interests in China, and then you know the biggest, but one of the biggest players in China is. is um, what's interesting with Apple, though, is I'm not sure order. Uh, you know this executive order will really affect apple too much because the only user generated content that they have is itunes and their podcasting system they do have the app store where obviously you know they've blocked gab and some of these other social uh, media networks um that they disagreed with and you know they've deleted certain things but it's kind of a different situation because you can argue those are still within good faith and it's not quite um as you know a social media a site where you know they're behaving like a, a publisher like apple like straight up says we are the publisher of the and you know we moderate it with these rules and they're fairly transparent about it so i don't know if there's much of an argument there um but but apple obviously has most of their manufacturing capacity in china and mm-hmm. would be able to sell their products for the price points that they sell them at uh if it wasn't from china's mm-hmm. so but... you know they have significant ties um the other big one is hollywood hollywood yep. has significant ties oh, yeah. in china um Royal. if you've 
if you watch like if you watch the latest Terminator movie, it straight mm-hmm. up says at the beginning of the movie, this is a ten cent uh production and they just put their name on it now. Now yeah. like they're not even hiding um, you know, they're straight up saying, yeah. Oh yeah, this is Chinese funded propaganda joy. We yeah. bought your favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like they had like you, you used to look it up now now of course, you know, we haven't used Fandango for a while. Uh like I I stopped using it long before that anyway but you used to be at like like you 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 look on fandango it's like okay what movie's playing you look up any one half of these movies and they have some sort of chinese production company that's like pumping bullshit money into the in, in, into it yeah, yeah. and like, the other one chinese spy that is the on a side note could you imagine could you imagine the the mark zuckerberg conversation with xi jinping like oh you must provide me permanent identification for my succession unit. Like, like I just see, I just see it being like the weirdest conversation ever. I think Xi Ping turned him down. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, what, what? See, people thought Elon Musk gave his baby the weirdest, like, most robotic name ever. I bet Zuckerberg had something up his sleeve that was like, hey, I, get on my level, bro. He probably had some, I, I'm thinking he probably had some, like, Prince-like name for his child, where it's like a symbol or some shit. It's probably some, I like, mean, Masonic, I, Bohemian Grove shit. name is basically Ash. Like, yeah, it is. We went on Joe Rogan talk about it. It's basically Ash with you know some roman numerals and stuff but people yeah. are probably just going to call the kid ash that's what yeah. i yeah, yeah that's why i thought i saw that him such a stupid name though like he's gonna get fucking made fun of yeah. in school he, and shit. because because he's a nerd that's why uh yeah he's just he's is. just like ah, i'm gonna name you know it's, they're like naming an album like he's married <laughs> to he's, a, or not married but not you gonna, know we had a kid with a pop star they're probably not gonna make they're probably not gonna make fun of it. he's probably gonna go to some fucking He's yeah, white, white private school. Get made some super private school where they're like, like, where they're all no. like super nerdy. Yeah, they're all probably super nerdy, and it's like, well, I don't know. Well, and like um, that, that's the thing with those kids' names. So, like, I never really like that when parents give their children like ridiculous names. Like, I think there was some kid with like Superman's better than Batman or something. <laughs> like, you'll get stuff. Like, you'll get just these crazy names, it's and then just the, millennial they want, shit. Like, yeah, like, and someone had like a stupid name at an airport, and then like the mom flipped out because someone snickered at the kid's name. It's like, you know, some countries have laws against it. I, I don't want too much government overreach, but I think to a certain extent, you have to draw a line somewhere. Because <laughs> there's people that have been named like Jesus, there's been people who have been named like Hitler, and it's it, apparently it's allowed. Yeah, imagine know? all and, those poor kids that were born like, you know, and before Hitler became. Hitler and they were named Adolf as poor kids. Now talk about bullying. Oh my god. I mean the thing uh, is like with, with Elon is like his kid. Yeah, and I, I the first thing I thought too is when I heard that Ash was in the name, I was like, oh they're just gonna call the kid Ash. I mean it is unnecessary yeah. to do all the other shit, but like when you go to school and they're like, What's your name? Ash Musk, they're gonna be like, Musk? Is, is your dad Elon Musk? And it's like, yeah. Get, get get in line, bitch. You know, it's like you have some command of that room. Yeah. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> I, I just don't know why parents it. feel the need to do that to a kid, you know? Well, see, like, I like you. The kid names. chose to name himself, but yeah. like, he don't. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're like an average family, like if you're like this bourgeois liberal like family living in 
like, let's say, fucking, uh, like, some, like, trendy hipsterville, and you name your kid, like, I don't know, um, like, uh, fuck, what's something, like, Hogwarts, let's say you name your kid Hogwarts, like, yeah. don't do that, just don't. Or the fucking redneck trash that fucking named their kid like cinnamon or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they pump pump their kid out. They pump their kid out of a bathtub in a trailer park. They're like, I'm gonna name him cinnamon. God damn it! Like, no, it's like, I, no. I do have one question for Trent regarding uh, regarding totally going back to medium um, yeah. because mm. actually. Uh, Medium back in the day is actually where I first uh, met up with Trent and started following his work. And uh, Trent, I don't know if you remember this, you might, but at one point they actually had a conservative uh, guy who kind of helped run the conservative side of uh, of Medium. They were actually trying to be fair and balanced back when the company first started. And uh, I don't know if you if you remember that at all, but that yeah. actually that actually was a thing. I I think the guy's name was uh, I I can't remember remember the guy's name. It was it was Jack something, not Jack Dorsey, but it was some other guy. And uh, long story short, um, Medium became Medium had a bit of a conservative presence, and then. They went for the never Trump movement of, oh, the of the Republicans, and then after the election, that guy, whoever was running the Republican side of things, got fired by Ev. And when I asked, and I actually reached out to him, um, and asked him like why he he left or got dismissed, and he told me that he couldn't talk about, but the way in which he messaged me about it he was not happy about the way he left i could tell so that was very interesting in and of itself so yeah i mean so for some context i i didn't know him but um or know of him even but you know for some context i mean medium featured one of my articles about the 2016 election that you know kind of put me on the forefront because it was on their homepage. Yeah, I remember that. They featured that. me for like three days. So like, Shit. you know, on one hand, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, they gave me some love. Like, you know, the, the art, you know, the funny thing was the article went viral before they put me on the homepage. I had, and most of my traffic was coming from Facebook, actually, because and it was just being shared, like, obsessively. It was, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I woke up one morning, you know, the numbers were crazy into the millions. And then they, once they saw like, oh, this is popular, we're going to feature it. Um, but the weirdest thing was there was never, after that moment, like I had everything from death threats to, you know, all these people come out of the woodworks to, you know, all kinds of stuff and for months afterward. But no one from Medium even contacted me. Not once. I didn't wow. hear from anybody at Medium, the organization. They didn't like send me an email pat me on the back say like you know that was an interesting article or hey you know we're gonna feature this like no nothing obviously they know who i am but they just kind of ignored the fact that this all happened and then you know as i started 
toying around with writing some other articles and doing some other stuff, they just kind of, you know, they just, they just kind of let it fade into the oblivion. And then, you know, like I said, they started deleting my stuff. You know, it just became very clear to me that like the more I continued to try to use that platform, like the more I risked being banned. And like on one hand, like there was a moment where I was like, I'm just going to start writing like everything that comes to my mind and just like start hitting publish every single day and just like try and get banned, <laughs> you know, just by like stating the truth and being honest and like, you know, having it um, like not purposely trying to get him banned, but like, you know, just by doing the right thing and see how long I can last until they ban me. Um, in the end, I just decided not to pull the trigger on doing that. I didn't want to waste the time because ultimately I just, came to the conclusion they would ban me it probably sooner rather than later and i just didn't want to deal with it um because at this point like even I, I haven't been doing as much stuff i haven't been doing my podcast stuff i haven't been writing as much lately like at this point a lot of it just goes into a so like it's almost a waste of time at this point i haven't quite figured out like what my next move is is in that regard because most of my social media accounts have just been so i can't seem to grow on twitter medium i can't reach my followers you know my email list is what it is and it that hasn't really grown much because most of my ability to get reach and reach people outside uh you know social media has just been cut off i'm kind of i've kind of been put in you know this like shadow box i've been put in my own echo chamber and they won't let me grow past it mm -hmm. so I, there's not a lot i can do until does something do you think I Trump do, should yeah. do something specifically about shadow banning? Yes. That's like probably the most insidious thing that I've, like, when I first heard of that, that yeah, I've I, ever even, like, seen. So, uh, for me personally, I think, you know, my biggest complaint about Trump not aggressive enough with these yeah. things. I, I think yeah. if he's going to be a change agent, be a cha change agent and implement a digital bill of rights. There is no reason why in 2020 we do do not have a digital bill of rights that as an American citizen, I have the right to do this, this, and this online. Um, you know, we should be, we should have the right to a bank account. Like there's no reason why bank yeah. accounts should be that able to super access to our money uh, and to the banking system because of political opinion. Yeah. Like that is so anti-American. Like that mm -hmm. should be a right. Um, we should have a right to, so not to say that, you know, the bank shouldn't have a right to say you can't be my customer. Sure. Like, you know, maybe you have to switch banks or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe we need to set up a more, you know, libertarian leaning bank. Cool. I would rather work with a libertarian bank and know that they're libertarian mm. and they value American values. I would I gladly put my money there instead of a bank yeah. that doesn't. <laughs> um, so there are certain things like that, that like those things should be guaranteed. And, and those should be rights just as, any other right the problem is we haven't really modified the constitution in a while and we're not creating new amendments and we're not asking for new rights when really when it, what this all comes down to you know whether you know what we're talking about with social media you know the stuff that's happening you know with george floyd and that whole situation what we're really talking there's a violation of our rights as americans on all mm -hmm. of these levels Mm -hmm. from digital 
to real world, like, you know, getting arrested, having a right yeah. to not have a guy put a knee, um, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're literally, that is, is the spectrum right now to can I shit post on the internet to can I not be murdered by the police? Um, so at the end of the day, it all comes down to, it all comes down to our rights. Should as president be for the people and should be doing everything he can to guarantee our rights and the role of the president that's what yeah. the president is supposed to do so he should be looking at it from that perspective and i would prefer to see something where he guarantees rather than let's go fight in the supreme court and battle this executive order for the next six months you know the tech companies are going to retaliate like they're not going to take this sitting down mm. like they're going to do something crazy and reactionary oh, yeah. and then that's you know maybe that's what needs to happen for him to actually do something you know there's there's an argument that this is not enough or this was even um you know and i think we just simply need to boil it down to the real problem and that's the problem is that we're all uh, in this country just isn't valuing the things that it used to value before. And at the end of the day, you know, way people had to get their rights back, you know, from the Brits. I mean, we all know what happened there with the yeah. revolution. So, so uh, you know, we're kind of at this weird point right now where we're somewhere in a civil war and like something else, something new. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of civil war right now, this is breaking news about Minneapolis. Not only has the cop station there uh, uh, now set ablaze, it's on fire now, but the National Guard is deploying 500 soldiers to Minneapolis right now. That's a good segue. Let's, let's, let's dig into that one. Yeah, let's watch a city burn live on Real News Quarantine. Um, so if nobody's familiar yet, uh, would, would it... Would it be inappropriate if I started playing Burning Down the House for this? <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is actually... Let's get some Bloodhound gangs on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Somebody took the ending uh, to Joker when he um, is in the cop car and he's seeing the city burn, and they, they cut out the parts in the movie of the city burning and put Minneapolis in there. Mm -hmm. And it's scary accurate and hard to tell the difference. But... Ever since George Floyd was killed by a police officer, I mean, we'll dive into whether, you know, what, what we think of that right now, but um, the whole city is just a blaze. Like, last night was just, it was apocalyptic. You know, people with masks on, the city ablaze, and they woke up and there was all this ash everywhere. It was just apocalyptic. It was yeah. destruction like I'd never quite seen from these riots before, and there's been pretty bad ones in Ferguson and all these other, you know, incidents. Uh, the Baltimore riots were pretty bad. When you again look at those, that's what yeah. this reminds Baltimore me. Baltimore was yeah. pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, and Baltimore was pretty bad. Yeah. The yeah. thing to note about this one, if you have been following Cernovich and other sort of alt-media people, uh, and they did mention this on Fox a little bit tonight, but it's not just Black Lives Matter, it's not just rioters, your typical looters, whatever. Antifa has been uh, all over this. They have come from the outside. Many of them might even already... Have been in the city, I'm not sure, but they've got a lot of Antifa at this one. You know, this is this one's a little different in that sense. That it, it's pretty bad. I mean, we all saw the footage of the Target getting looted up, pulled up soon. All this really crazy shit. What do you guys think of George Floyd, though? Do you think he was murdered? 
What do you think happened? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. see any reason why you needed. He was do murdered. that to someone but yeah that, that's yeah. pretty fun i mean it was yeah it was cold look I, i'm gonna say like 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 i look I, i'm not gonna say that like we have a chance like with this the, this particular issue we have a chance we really do have a chance to come together and say okay mm-hmm. this 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 wasn't just a, a and, and i don't like saying that this is a black black man from a white cop or whatever. Cause I, I, that's racist. Like you're, you're telling me, you're telling me that one life should mat like, like give preference over another because of the color of their skin. Like, no, that's racist. Let's see, look at it and see it. What it is. It is an American who had his civil rights violated mm-hmm. by a police officer who had a track record of doing it and lost his life as a result. Right. We could come together right now and we could make that and that would be enough to just want demand change, demand action, demand all this stuff. But we're letting our we're letting all of this other bullshit get in the way of that particular point. I yeah, mean, like, if you if you look at the lockdowns and everything that's happened in the authoritarian state and that we've all been living and that we've all been experiencing, I mean we've all lost our rights over the last few months here we've all experienced yeah. this yeah. Our, our friends have lost their their job you know our 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 co- like our friends our friends our families everyone has been suffering i mean the number of suicides that have taken place uh you know across the country as a result of this i mean it's like what one in three millennials and gen z are now unemployed um, the unemployment numbers are astronomical. We've never seen anything like this. This even surpasses the great plague. So mm-hmm. we are, we're, we've been experiencing this for months on months on yeah, end. Sure. And this was the tipping point. This was the final thing that just like that, you know, for a lot of people, this was just it. Like yeah. all that pent up anger, all that rage, all that suffering is just coming out into the streets of many. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I'll say this too, like my other point. I'll just do give this one other point. Look, for all the for all the African Americans that may may end up watching this video or listening to this video, and you vote Democrat, let me tell you something. You're betting on the wrong fucking horse, okay? And why? Uh, well, uh, look at all these riots that are going on, right? You look at all, all these riots going on. And all these riots are happening in democratic strongholds. You look at Minneapolis, right? Um, we, I was just looking at the. I was just looking at this uh, this one site that had a, you know, political breakdown of the entire city of Minneapolis. It's like the governor, the governor is Democrat, the mayor is a Democrat, the senators are Democrats, um, the like the chief a possible police, VP like, candidate, like, right. Uh, is is you know let the cop yeah. off and allow him yeah. to do his job and didn't right. prosecute him. The Klobuchar is done Democrats, now, right? And then it's like you're just gonna let these protesters burn down the fucking city, right? You're just gonna let them like like this thing happened. As soon as this tragedy happened, someone should have been like, "Hey, this is probably not gonna let. This is probably not gonna end well. We should. We might let the national guard." 
know about this and tell them, well, hey, why didn't you might they arrest the cops? Like, well, yeah, no, why and then, not and arrest them? I think I think part of this is political play. I think I just think part of this is political play because and then you got and then you got um and then you got that that's a good point. That's also a good point, Trent, because you have like I said before, if I'm this was a cop. in the streets on video, the cops are gonna come and arrest me. That's right. what happens when so right. we all have seen the video of a man, you know, it sounds like we all agree the guy was murdered by this police right with group of police officers. And, you know, so that's what happens when you murder someone, you get arrested and then you go to court and then you. So in this situation, they shouldn't have just been fired. They should have been arrested. Mm-hmm. Not only yeah. arrest, they should have been arrested for their own protection, because mm-hmm. where are these cops now? What's going to happen to them now? Like, you know, they were protesting at this cop's house, yet, protecting it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think. There were rumors, at least, that one of the cops has disappeared or no one can find them or their mm-hmm. protection or whatever. You know, now you've got the FBI involved and it's like, had they just arrested the cops, like, they possibly could have avoided... There probably still would have been riots, honestly, yeah. because again, I think this was a tipping point, but yeah. there might have been a, hopefully, a less violent reaction. It, and, you know, at least felt like the system was doing... The system just literally did nothing when it was so painfully obvious what happened yeah Yeah. and and like you got like like you have this guy and i'm talking about the guy that had his knee on the neck that really really Mm. did him in he this guy this wasn't his first rodeo this guy had a history of eh, behavior right is this his second or third murder or death? Yeah, that it's he's something like Jesus. I was looking at a list. There was there was a list on Twitter that I saw, and it was like four or five other sketchy situations that he was in, right? And so this is like this is the easy track record of just like civil rights fucking and violations. Yeah, yeah, like and through this you will look at this whole democratic rule right this the, the, they're democrats up and down this fucking the minneapolis chain of command and they all were like hey this cop must be good whatever why the fuck not right it's like what do you expect what did you expect was gonna happen right it's like all of this happened during, and even if you and even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt it's like well you didn't give them the benefit you don't give these other people the benefit of the doubt if, if this shit happens and actually honestly this i don't really recall any of this shit happening in republican strongholds usually usually when the, the shit burns down it's in democrat heavy areas like well it's also don't... because democrats always are in charge of cities too and people that not, live in cities are left wing. No, no, not always there but some definitely right, some right end cities yeah but, yeah. but, you, but, right, but the major like cities is what i'm talking about it's always well, a, there's Lansing always a really feel. major city Lansing? there's always a feel like it wants they want it to happen there's just always this feel like they want it to happen because there's always like with Baltimore and with Minneapolis and Ferguson and all these places, they just let it get way too fucking crazy. Like well, that's way the... overboard. And it's like, and it's like, you already know, like any, any person with a fucking brain cell is already going to be like, look, if this shit happens, like, you know, that protests are going to be bad. So you might want to get ready. 
Well, like, where were the cops all last night? They seemed to be, like, non-existent. When people loot that Target, they, they were in there for three hours. I think yeah, they were they told just to step down. down. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, but, but why? The Democratic playbook, you just yeah. step down when there's a protest and let it burn out. Yeah. Um, that's their strategy. I, it's, it's the most well, what's their thing. logic behind I, that? I it in Berkeley and San Francisco multiple times. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, if, if you ask any police, if you ask most police officers, they're going to tell you that this isn't what I signed up for, that, yeah. you know, I took an oath to protect. And when I'm told yeah. to stand down, when people are committing crimes in front of me and other people, like I, they feel like they're not following through on their oath. Yeah. And arguably, they aren't. And but they if they try to enforce the law, they will face repercussions from, oh, yeah. you know, the police chief and the mayor or whatever. So, you know, there is there is a, you know, some argument in some situation. OK, we don't want to escalate, which is, you know, there there is an argument to be. But um, unfortunately, what ends up happening is you, you kind of empower the protesters. Yeah. because Now they know they have a level of power yeah. that. The police aren't coming. Yeah, so, they know they can get away with it. It's anarchy. It's you got, lawlessness. You got to get you. You got to get the state troopers and the fucking uh, national guard on speed dial. Like when you see some shit like this happen, like dude, you you guys yeah, are in charge of the city. This has happened. Like this is going to burn you. Like if you're Correct. a mayor and this is your city and you're already getting hit with some coronavirus shit and now all of a sudden all the like the target and all this shit is burning to the fucking ground, it's fucking you over even further. Like well, you, you, it, it's not like this has never happened before. Like this has happened yeah, for that's a, that's decades. Look at the pages of history. This shit has happened before. It's going to happen again when you look at what's going on. Like, dude, you you have the playbook. Fucking so like you. they so there. This hasn't you know. This obviously has happened. Before. I mean, so like what happened during the Rodney King riots? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they so in San Francisco for they said, all right, cool. If you want to go protest, go, go protest and. And they basically surrounded Golden Gate Park with cops and they put all the protesters where they couldn't burn and they had them surrounded and they couldn't leave and they couldn't do anything. So, like, they know what to do. Like, that's the smart thing to do. Like, give them an area to protest where they can burn out and they can't burn down the city, literally. Yeah. Uh, You know, L.A., of course, lost control Mm -hmm. and their police stood down. And so the biggest thing that happened and a lot of things that happened in L.A., uh, and the way they mismanaged it, just like Minneapolis is mismanaging it, is when the police stand down, what happens, it becomes a situation, especially looting, especially when you're in a situation where you're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, you know, then it becomes a competition. Oh, oh I want to steal that car. Oh, I want to break into So then what happens is you start having conflict between the store owners who are defending their businesses, people who own property. And now they're having to defend themselves against the pro- the protesters and the rioters, and the police aren't coming. So yeah. that's what happened in LA. That's what's happening in Minneapolis. The yeah. police just stand down in those situations. It basically empowers the rioters to just continue to riot and take it to that next. Uh, no one's coming. So yeah. you know, if there's one thing that we kind of experienced over the last few months, and I. I've known this for a very long time because I've been around long enough, but there is this like 
kind of irrational belief that a lot of people have that, you know, if something horrible happens, you know, the good guys are going to show up and they're going to ride in on helicopters and come save my town. You know, the good doctors are going to come save us if there's a pandemic and we're sick. And, you know, there's this like, there's this idea that Hollywood has like planted in everyone's head that, you know, someone's going to come and save me. And the reality is no one's coming. This pandemic, I think, has really proven that no one's coming to save you. You're kind of on your own. Like doctors won't even give you medications that we know work against the virus because it's been politicized. So like, you know, we're, we're in a situation right now where that's ultimately proving true in the streets of Minneapolis. And it's a damn shame because, you know, the, the ruling class kind of brought this shit on themselves with the way they've been behaving. You know, you can't lock the American people up like animals for months on end and then abuse us with the police force, you know, mm-hmm. from everything that everyone's been through, you know, being told you can't go to the park, you can't take your boat out, you can't do this, you can't go to the beach, you can't do that. Like, at some point, there was going to be, a, there was going to, I mean, a lot of the plans that have been implemented from this whole pandemic, this was planned. They, they have an agenda. They've been planning this decades. I mean, there is a Rockefeller playbook that I was reading like 10 years ago where the Rockefellers, you know, trying to plan for the this like next, you know, the next big pandemic. And they were trying to figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to react, like how they're going to initiate lockdowns and all this stuff. They've been planning this stuff for decades. This whole thing was planned, just like we talked about with, you know, Trump's executive. He didn't write this in two days. That's been sitting in his shelf for a year. You know, they Mm -hmm. have these plans that they've already, and then they execute them. So all these governors were handed playbooks that were written to plan this years ago. So they know what to do for a riot. Like there's a playbook for that. And the playbook they're using right now is, and it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Well, the thing too is. I just don't think that the Democrats. I just don't think why why would you why would you let a democrat run your fucking city after you after this shit cuz you you know you know that most of these fucking protesters aren't even from Minneapolis they're from all over the damn place you're letting these fucking outsiders come in steal your shit burn your shit and then fucking leave and put all your all the people that all your constituents in danger like how the fuck? How do you get reelected? Like I just uh, that 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 to me that fucking baffles me. It's cognitive dissonance because you yeah. know the politicians will go on the news and be like, you know, we're condemning these acts and we're going to do this, that, and the other. It gives these people this like false sense of of hope, this false yeah. sense of control. Like that is part of the democratic playbook is to give people a false sense of. hope. That is like one of the things they predicate on. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, don't worry, we've got this, you know, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna, we're gonna implement hope and change, like all that kind of bullshit. Like that is situations, and they're able to manipulate people emotionally because they know they're emotionally vulnerable yeah. in these moments, and they use propaganda, information, and they use the power of the media to change the narrative and reshift the conversation that's how they do it so again it kind of comes back to the executive order that we were talking about earlier you know this is why we need to have a free and why we need free speech so that we can all actually talk
talk about reality as reality without having CNN and these Christians, the Democrats, or anyone from the ruling class interjecting and having a artificial virtual soapbox. We should all have the internet was designed so that we all had equal footing. And that was the purpose. That was the intention of it. That was the whole point. And what's happened is, you know, all these corporations, all these politicians have figured out ways to use algorithms and figure out how to use software to basically create these virtual soapboxes for themselves to stand on in these situations so that they can control and manipulate them. And we need to end that. That needs to end so that we can have normal communications with each other, so that we can have conversations again. And we're, we're not stuck in these echo chambers. You know, even the design of these applications, how they... They have conversations with each other on Facebook. These apps are, are literally get into arguments with people. They want you to get into an argument with your neighbor. They don't want you coming to like peaceful resolution. They don't want you to see the other side. They just want you to have that heated argument. They've done the psychological research on it. They know what they're doing. They buried it. Like, mm -hmm. and they just pretend that all of this is okay. But at the end, it's unfortunately social media all the propaganda and all of these things and then of course the authoritarian lockdowns and everything they've done because of the whole situation like of course people were gonna burst of course there was gonna be a blowback like you can't just keep forcing a pendulum to one side like eventually it has to go back to the other side and you're going to get a reaction so what we're seeing in minneapolis is that you know and it's a combination of all mm -hmm. of these these things because we we've even lost the ability just to go on the internet and talk to our friends like the way we want right. without being interfered with without yeah. being attacked without risking losing without you know being socially ostracized just because we want to talk to people like that like we live in some really kind of screwed up times this is totally our well and the thing I've taken away from the Minneapolis thing I actually just watched and I played it here for everyone with it muted the full original 10-minute video posted by a young woman on Facebook of um, the death of George Floyd. And what's really fucked up, honestly, is the fact that the cop has him down on the ground. He has his knee on his neck, as we've all seen. He did that, at least what's shown in the video, for four minutes till the person's oh, yeah. body went lifeless. Yeah. I mean, if you okay, if you want to have him pinned down on the ground... His knee there. It yeah. was not. It was absolutely not police protocol. It yeah, if you absolutely not police protocol. No way. If you wanted him pinned down, you know, you could have put your knee on his back, which is you know, already like not really probably protocol, but like you know, the place he put it, and then even after his body went limp, he had it on there for another four minutes till they put it in the ambulance. I'm like. It is some spooky, spooky shit. Like, I, I don't know what's good. going it's, through the guy's bad. head. It's just bad. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. I don't know if it was, it, it looked, at first I was thinking that this was just like a, 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 a lazy cop or just somebody trying to like just do whatever to get, but the, it looked, but the more I looked at it, the more, um, the worst guess like it was it were it did it was it looked like it was actually uh driven like it was self-driven yeah. like i was like oh i because i'm always like whenever i see some something some video on that or whatever i'm always my first reaction is like oh maybe he's lazy or overworked or something like that but in this particular case it was like 
it, he was enjoying like, it. Was apparently, it looked like it was purposeful and an almost yeah, like a sick enjoyment or something. Well, we're gonna need more information on this, but not all sociopath. Okay, like, there's no no doubt about it. Like that, yeah, that is what a sociopath looks like when they're yeah. murdered. I always feel like, and I always feel like now, now you know, I always have to say, I always have to use the disclaimer. Look. Let let the you know let the investigation happen. Let due process happen. Even even if we think or have a good idea that they're guilty, you always you always you know make sure that due process happens. Uh, but it in my opinion, if if a cop does this uh, and is found guilty, I think they should get the death penalty just because because. Like, look, you're given, like, these cops are given, um, they're given authority. They're given privileges that go along with that authority to protect, serve, and, you know, protect the people, you know? And so you, you really shouldn't give somebody that kind of authority without holding them having the opposite accountability that matches it, you know? So... Like, look, you, you you look at the cop, he kills us, he kills someone, you know. Yeah, you, you have to be held to a higher standard than a normal human they being need because to you've been. Him. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, definitely, oh, definitely need to arrest him. Like, definitely, that is right out of the gate. I don't think anybody's gonna fight you on that one, but, but I mean, I think if he's found guilty, I I'm always, you know. Of course, I always think that you know the death penalty isn't used enough in this country, <laughs> but, 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 and especially when you're talking about a police officer that is given that kind of authority, and he should have that kind of authority to be able to handle, like, to be able to complete his job. But if you abuse that authority, you should be held to a higher standard and accountability. Yeah. You know, and the thing too is. Um when you do see like all these videos and the reaction to it, I mean, it's like I said, it is not apocalyptic, but you know, we were talking about a few shows later, which is kind of eerie or before this, which is really eerie is that you guys were kind of arguing, you know, Phil and Alex that, you know, during these very sort of restrictive times, we're all kind of locked down. We're all getting a little crazy. That if some another one of these Black Lives Matter instances happens, there could be a civil war. I still don't think there's going to be a civil war, you know, with this shit. But I do think, I do think, because of the sort of, I, I don't have any better word than like a little craziness we've all kind of developed. But like, we kind of need to let it out. And I think, you know unfortunately some people are doing it in a pretty disgusting way and there's also just outside antifa and black lives matter just coming in taking advantage of the situation mm -hmm. but i think some people were looking for something to protest you know i mean and, i'm sure there's a little bit of that too yeah and i think there's a little well, they planned for they were planning for you know protests and riots to happen you know even in the planning for these pandemics i mean yeah they've held these events the yeah. you know the ruling class has been preparing for a pandemic they knew that this there was a possibility this could happen so they have a playbook for what to do in the event of you know protests and riots and ultimately the fact of the matter is like people protested the lockdowns and they did so peacefully and they weren't taking it to the next yeah. level. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So, you know, there is a 
there is a, you know, the, for the most part, all of the protests that I've seen up until this point were completely, and they were just, you know, fighting for their rights. Yeah. Now we've, now we're in a totally new territory. And now this is for totally different reasons. And, you know, there's so many different variables that we could, but like they ultimately the core of the issue is like now, now that this has happened now, oh, you know, there's going to be this visceral response. I mean, this is just kind of forced everyone into reality because we've all been kind of stuck. You know, this whole pandemic changed so much for so many people, you know, especially for the people that led lives of, you know, privilege that could hop on planes and travel and ate out at fancy restaurants and went to concerts all the time. Like arguably I'm one of them. Um, You know, you we've had access to a you know we've been living in peaceful times we've had access to be able to do all of these crazy amazing things and all of that's been taken away from us and at this point we're not even sure when we're going to get it back in many places i mean even the city of san francisco today like they announced their four you know phase plan and phase four is to be determined the state of California's lockdown is to be determined. Like we don't even have a date that we can point to and go, okay, you know, things are going to shift, you know, at this point and, you know, things are going to kind of get back to normal or try, try to find something that, you know, resembles a functioning, but they're, they're not even giving us. So of course something bad was going to happen. Some tipping point was going to take place. And unfortunately it, you know, it had to be the death. And, you know, this whole situation, I mean, who's to say, you know, you know, this, you know, there's a, there's a, an element of this where even the, like, we're also probably escalated to some point because of everything that's, you know, all the police around the country have been told to basically start violating people's rights. Oh. And, you know, at some point, one cop was going to take it too far. Like, mm-hmm. And clearly, this police officer, as I stated, this is the, the, what we witnessed was a sociopath abusing and treating another human being less than human. And there's, you know, in the case of everything that we've all had to deal with over the last several months, like it was just the visual representation. You know, it was just witnessing in a single moment what we've all kind of been feeling. We've all kind of felt like we've had that, you know, that knee on our neck for the last several months to some degree mm. and to see it and to see that reality. I mean, this is, this is a lot for people. People are going to yeah. break down because of this. Yeah. Um, you know, the rule of law, the, the idea that the police are there to protect the people like that idea is being challenged at this moment, everyone. And, you know, unfortunately with everything else that we've witnessed with all of the political discourse and as bad as it's gotten i and unfortunately this this is going to potentially lead to you know a much worse situation unfortunately like I, unfortunately i think this is just the beginning I yeah think as we get closer and closer to the election as more and more propaganda and misinformation gets spread out there mm-hmm. as things just become more and more chaotic i mean as the reality sets in of the people that are unemployed who can't find jobs uh basically are about to starve or get kicked out onto the street there we're looking at possibly a whole new generation of homeless people Mm -hmm. 
we're looking at a whole new generation of and unless something radical comes in to change to actually put things in motion the the events that needed to take place to pull the united states freshman i mean it took a decade it you can't just you can't just undo what's already been done and yeah. expect us to just flip a switch and go back to the way things like it's going to take time to repair all of this. So yeah. for a lot of people, they're going to lose hope and they're going to continue to, you know, they're going to continue to take their anger out at the yeah. system and they're going to continue to take their anger out ruling class and they're going to blame the left. They're going to blame the right. They're going to blame, you know, just the system overall. And Unfortunately, that could lead to a civil war. It could, uh, you know, a revolution of some kind. It well, what I think is going to happen, actually, is I think these protests could spread to other cities if they haven't already. I mean, they will. Yeah, they I will. think it's yeah. very likely. In Oakland, I think tomorrow or tonight, even. And there's yeah. like, I mean, they're seeing the craziest shit. Like this one last night, this guy had a fucking chainsaw he brought out in the protest, which looks kind of funny, but it's still kind of frightening. And the thing is, like, when we're in this pandemic, when we see people, just when this thing, this shit went down in the beginning, fighting over toilet paper in the grocery stores, you know, you're now seeing the. Like, I mean, that's nothing. Now you're seeing the true ugliness of people fighting over TVs and food and clothing and all this shit and Target. And coming in the sh with shopping carts and just looting a Target. Filling their shopping carts up with everything and stealing it. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of when you force people in this pandemic mindset, which is really survivalist, like every man and woman for him or herself mindset... This is what you get. You get this selfishness, this this sort of um, uh, like animal instinct that's coming out in us, and it's 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 ugly. It's like the worst thing to happen at the worst time, and I, I just think you're gonna see like a lot of unrest, and this th this particular thing might go for a few weeks or so, but I think like what you're saying is more important, which is the mass unemployment. How are we gonna get back from that? Because, look, I'm Gen Z. I just graduated college. I technically just graduated a couple weeks ago. And let me tell you, the job market, I've been searching you have through no it. prospects. Yeah. None. None. It's, it's just yeah. terrible because I've been looking on everything, everything. And entry level is just gone. Every internship is gone. And the ones that are there, and there are some, don't get me wrong, but the requirements are jack through the roof because i have no experience i have nothing um except with the clubs and shit i've done and side shit but they're like oh you need three to five years of experience in the advertising world and i'm like uh i'm a college graduate i have barely three to five years in college okay you know it's just it's oh, so it is really gonna be rough like it's gonna be very very rough uh, I, I mean, mean a lot I of that in yeah. 2008 i mean like, a lot I, of that i think a lot of that is to you know it they, they use some of these wild you know job resume like these jo wild job postings so they could you know as an excuse to grab cheap international labor but like because like who the fuck is gonna have like like coming out of college who the fuck is gonna have three to five years experience on anything on anything yeah like 
you know, it's it's like, oh, well, you don't meet our standards. So now we got to hire somebody from India that's going to do it for 30 cents on the dollar or whatever. And like, you know, I, I, it, I unfortunately, mean, it, it, this is, is like, OK, so like the best example I have is like fourth or fifth grade. They t- told me that when I got to middle cursive and so mm-hmm. we had to learn how to write like no one writes in cursive like no one uses it i get to sixth grade after you know a year or two of learning to write in cursive and my teacher's like don't write in cursive like write in print i need to be able to read what you're writing (laughs) and it was just another lie and then in eighth grade they tell you you need to know this to go to college or, or to high school and then in high school they tell you you need to know all of this to go to college and then you get to college and they tell you, you need to know all of this to get a job. And then you get, and then they say, oh, well, if you want a promotion, you have to do all of this. To get a and then they say, oh, if you want a better job, you got to have yeah. X amount of my, experience. My, I can tell you, I've been there. I've done it. I've got the experience in the tech industry since I was 13 years old. I've got 20 years of experience. And for the most part, most job interviews most of the people that i've talked to even with 20 years of experience didn't care about 20 years of experience it's ultimately finding a situation where you find someone you can work with that's willing to work with you that's willing to pay you a reasonable wage and that's the best you can ultimately and hope that over time you can inch your way up Mm -hmm. it's a completely screwed up system Mm -hmm. like it is nothing like what we're told um you know, it's nothing like what your teachers told you it should be. It, it, the reality of it is it's dog-eat-dog dog world. It's who you know, not what you know. Yep. And at the end, end of, it really doesn't have too much to do even with your experience. The whole mm-hmm. experience thing is just like it's a filter for them to just say, I don't want – it's a soft no. Um, you know, the, it's just another way that they're filtering it. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of this whole system that they've created that they categorize people they treat us humans they treat us like numbers they treat us something oh yeah. you know this guy doesn't fit this profile or he said a naughty three years ago or you know this person did this or they did that it's part of this whole authoritarian system that we're all subjected to and it doesn't matter like i said earlier like it doesn't matter where you fall like if you're not in the ruling class like you're with everyone else and you're subjected to the system and the system is and no matter how much experience you have no matter how much money you have no matter how much you are still faced with having to go up against the system i mean trump is probably the perfect example of that actually that even the president of the united states can't fully wrangle this system to be able to do something as simple as you know give us our free speech rights back he has to go through this crazy process this and you know do an ex- and maybe so that we can have a lawsuit that maybe gets us our rights back you know years from now. um you know it's it's just the nature of this again this authoritarian system that and unfortunately the the corporations the workforce how that whole system works it, it's it's basically to some degree it's you know a system of enslavement like there's so few opportunities to work for people that act actually treat you like um and i've been very lucky to be able to find myself in some amazing employers but i know how and unfortunately i don't think gen z is going to get to experience very 
I I've been fearing for what's going to happen to Jeff very long, and now after this, I mean, this, this is going to be brutal because I, you know, I went, you know, having to, you know, I've lost, I lost several jobs. I've now been, I think I've been laid off now three. Uh, uh, you know, in the course of the, I was laid off twice in the 2008 market crash. Uh, I lost one position, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic. Um, you know, it's, it's brutal uh, because you don't lose your job, you know, in this situation, you either lose your job for something you can't control or you never even get the opportunity to get a job. And the standards that they're going to have for jobs are going to be completely ridiculous. Yeah. How can anyone get experience right now? when there's no there's no opportunity so i i don't know my heart everyone in gen z right now who's going through this and all the other millennials that are that you know they're they're also facing unemployment and they also don't know where they're next so this there's going to be a you know a major generational problem here and something's i mean in the past they had to implement you know you know work programs from the government they'd pay people to clean their streets and uh start building roads and bridges i mean that's where our freeways our freeway system came from you know post great depression post world people needed jobs and they're like all right let's invest in infrastructure and let's get and that was you know one of the it was they built the freeway and they upgraded the country's infrastructure and that gave us a foundation to build in for the next 50 60 70 so so something like that is going to have to but man i don't i don't even know if it's going to be in tech you know we've seen what's happened with the we 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 we're seeing and then and we're seeing this like like dude i like and this is another one of these things where i'm like trump trump may be uh there may be there may, there may never be another trump again like and were they resistant like these people are resisting at all costs like democrats are resisting everything he's doing and even republican even you got a lot of these establishment republicans that are like well fuck this guy and like because he's trying like he's not lot- not as much though like, not anymore you're still- we're gonna lose two generations if they continue oh, this it's a, it's a, with the Republicans. It's been a slow grind. It hasn't been peaches and cream as first when he first got there. It's been a slow grind with the fucking Republicans. They're realizing that oh, this guy actually knows the fuck he's talking about. So okay, we'll give him one onesie twosies, and then some of these other assholes have been voted out, and they're finally being replaced with some sort of semi competent people. But it's like, look, you're trying, you're trying to pay. He's trying, he's been trying to push an infrastructure bill for fucking years. Yeah. That is like, that is such, that is a bot. That should be a bipartisan issue. Like everybody wants this infrastructure because that's, that's how economies grow. Economy, the fact, the infrastructure is found, like Trent was saying, is the foundation of a, of a strong economy. And like you, you're not. They're fighting him even on that shit. Like, yep. Well, they're fighting him on infrastructure and everything. And the, the, like I said, we're gonna lose two generations to this. uh, You know, basically everyone under the age of forty 
is for, for the most part a significant portion of them are, um because there's not an expect you know if we do you know there is a significant portion the pinnacle for a lot of in my age in my age group work for all the tech companies because that was you know about a fifth of our economy coming out of the 2008 market crash was building up this huge tech industry but then the ruling class at the top of the tech industry decided to abuse started using it against them so now we're in the situation where you know i, I was telling reporting like what happened when the tech companies told all these tech workers that they no longer had to live in san francisco well i'll tell you what's happening right now they're packing duffel bags they're leaving their furniture behind and they're going back home to wherever mm -hmm. they're from because they don't want to be here. They don't want to be here during a pandemic. Being that, able to work remotely and from home is treating your employees like human beings. Having to sit in an office all day in a cubicle, like that is a form of slavery. I mean, there are some people that swear by living in their offices and they want to work with a team, and that's great. Like if you want to choose that, cool, good for you. But it shouldn't be forced on everyone. And ultimately, now that people are being given the option to work remotely, What's happening? They they're like packing it. their bags and they're getting the hell out of these cities. So they're like, I don't want to be in a, a tiny little apartment paying $3,500 a month for rent in a city I can't even experience or enjoy because I'd like, so, you know, unfortunately we've got a situation now where all these major cities have been leveled. They've been destroyed. Like, you know, this pandemic has, and now that people can work remotely for these, people are just going to work remote. And that's going to be the new thing. So, you know, it's on the one hand, because it means that, you know, we can leverage technology to be able to create a new economy and there can be opportunities. But the problem is those, those opportunities will not exist under the current system of the current, because they won't even let us talk to each other. How can we make money if you say a naughty word and all of a sudden your YouTube channel has gone and your income stream? And you can't even you can't even sell T-shirts well, anymore. Well, that's, well actually, so well, what? That's in one, chat, wants Sam that, to speak, so we're gonna let Sam uh, get something. In. Yeah, I, I was just about to say my audience is kind of getting getting uh, irritated. Well, that's kind of one of the and it and by the way, folks, to those who are listening on my stream, I'm perfectly content to to listen. Uh, just because usually I'm I'm talking for two or three hours, but. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the one thing I was going to say is like both of the industries that I want to get into, because I mean, I'm 25, I'm still in college and both kind of my industries, I'm, I'm, uh, pursuing a degree in technical communications and, uh, you know, both of those and that major mainly focuses on both media and technology. Those are the two fields I'm really interested in. But both of those are kind of fucked right now because, uh, you know, TV and radio are both dying, uh, but the internet is also getting censored. On top of that, the one thing that I do legitimately fear is, like, I'm not that much of an extreme guy. I think you, you who know me would agree. And yet, the one thing I worry about is, you know, an employee potentially you know, going over, you know, my personal social media. And even though I'm not that radical of a guy, they might think that because I'm slightly right on some stuff that I might be too radical 
quote unquote for them. And I mean, I'm sure that Sean, you face the same thing. Would that be correct-ish? On what part exactly? On being denied job offers for being conservative-ish. Well, um, I suspect that's part of the reason I haven't gotten some jobs because you Google my name, that's the first shit that comes up. I can't talk about one thing in particular just yet, but I've run into a, a more glaring example of this that really disappointed me. And I can talk about that later. I can't talk about it right now, unfortunately. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about is because, I mean, that's just a challenge. Like, just being a conservative trying to get a job is fucking insane. When you put your skin out there in the game and try to make a difference, this is how you're treated. And, you know, they're, they're like Phil says, there's such things as liberal privilege. It is real. And, you know, I'm trying my ass, you know, off really hard right now to get a job in anything. And it's, it's, it's just, I can't emphasize how difficult it's becoming every day. Like, you hear these people just like, oh, you can just do this, or oh, you can work remote. Like, these companies aren't even, you know, I, I'm, like, I'm not arguing against the remotes of the future, because it, in many ways, is. But you hear these people that just, like, in the media, they're like, well, oh, these jobs can just go remote. Like, these companies are cutting, and the remote jobs are super high standard, or they're unpaid internships. Like there's all kinds of shit that's going on with those. Um, one thing I wanted the, the, to, yeah, sure. The, the one thing I, the one thing I love, and I'm sure you've seen a bunch of this, is uh, oh, just go be a. That's what people have told me, and it's like, well, freelancing isn't that much better. I mean, freelancing's risky some, as hell. You don't oh, have yeah. healthcare. You don't have a weekly paycheck. Just coming in to your bank account monthly paycheck like there's no guarantee you know that's the thing people don't quite understand and people that are saying that probably just haven't done it um one thing i want to point to with the riots actually that's they're happening right now um not too long ago like half an hour ago trump sent out some tweets he said i can't stand back and watch this happen to a great american city minneapolis total lack of leadership either the very weak radical left mayor jacob frey gets his act together and brings the city under control, or I will send the National Guard and get the job done right. This is the best part right here. These thugs, all in caps, are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Here's the absolute best part. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. I wish that this would have happened like when when we had the other riots, but you know when Obama was in there, he wanted that. So the yeah, looting starts, the shooting starts. Fucking contrast to Obama. Wow. <laughs> but kind of going back to uh, you know some of that other discussion we were having about the online jobs. You know, I, I feel like this, I remember us talking about like earlier in the stream about the uh, tech bias because all these people live in like California and they're, that's mostly liberal city. I think the long run, if we end up having a more remote like marketplace for jobs, like that could actually help eliminate some of that at, yeah. like further down the for line, sure. like not right now. 
because you know you're they're only going to hire the like liberals and stuff i think uh, like after you know maybe like five years you can start having more middle america participate honestly i think this is going to be the death of you know probably new york city and a bunch of these other places because if you can work remote especially like san francisco like why would you want to live in san francisco and spend you know over half of your of your pay and you're already going to punch like a way higher tax bracket just going to keep up with cost of living when you go and live somewhere else and get you know probably close to or you know a lot better pay like you're the same pay well that's you true just... but i think one thing we should always keep in mind though um with all this is there is still a element of in person that you just can't replace you know, people that have been away from loved ones know this all too well right now. And I think that's the, the, the that's what's really been reflective for me in this is just how all this social media, even like video chatting, it's all fake. You know what I mean? Like it's not real socializing. Video chat I think is the closest, but like social media is so fake. I mean, it is, it's wonderful. It's beautiful what it can do, but you know, the whole cliche of like, oh, we're so connected with this shit. It's like, you know, we we almost feel so unconnected right now, more than ever before, even though we have all this shit. That's you just, we, we've forgotten how much value there is in in-person socializing. And honestly, it's kind of beautiful. It's a little, it's a blessing and a curse that we can, I hope, realize that, especially as Zoomers are addicted to our phones all the time. You know what's weird though too is like I have two of my close friends uh, live out in Colorado. That's originally where I'm from. I, I grew mm -hmm. up there and then moved out here to Florida. And you know what's what's interesting is I I FaceTime them and you know like video chat them. But more often than not, I also call them on the phone. Like at, I actually use my phone like as an actual phone, and it's weird. Because you would you would think that like you know video chat would be the bridge would be the bridge, but like in a way, like just being able to put you know the phone to my ear, you know, heck, even to connect my AirPods, you know, when I'm outside during a stroll and just you know talks them or whatever, like to me that feels more intimate in a in a way, being able to talk to them on on the phone as opposed to you know, being on FaceTime or Zoom or, you know, Skype or what have you, so. I spend, I do, I'm the same way. I prefer the phone to video chat. Um, and, you know, it, I, I've been managing companies and startups and doing all this stuff for years. And I've, I've had to go through learning all of this. So it's, it's fun to kind of hear from your both of your perspective uh coming mm -hmm. into it you know now because ultimately yeah the phone is a really effective tool for and there's something there's something weird about video chat there's there's both a latency issue and also a psychological issue yeah seeing your own image reflected back um that mm -hmm. kind of screws with your head it's like you know you're basically kind of staring at a mirror but it isn't a mirror but it's a mirror and then you're also trying to focus on them but then you're seeing yourself and then when you have like 10 people you're trying to do this with and like a zoom call and the amount of brain power that's required both visually and to be able to do that you're consumed you can't do anything else like try having a video and take notes at the same time and you know try to respond to an 
email and you know you can't do that when you're on the i can take my dog for a walk check in on friends and family wanna you know while i'm taking my dog for a walk and i'm actually doing things you can drive a car and talk to people at the same time uh you know on a hands-free you can you know have a conversation and kind of be partially in it but also still reply to that email you got to get out like you can still kind of multifunction and you, and multi when you're on a phone call and you just can't do that and the fact of the matter is like right Right now, if I was on video, like, do you, do you guys really want to see me pacing around my apartment right now? Like, you know, I haven't shaved in three weeks and like, I probably need a fresh shirt. Like, no, like the, the audio here, it's like you have your own image, although I just painted one uh, in your minds, but uh, you don't necessarily need that data. You can still have like human connection by talking you know, on the phone, uh, vice versa. There's other situations where like, all you need is a text chat. You don't actually need emails. You don't need zoom calls. Like sometimes you just need to be able to pay, ask them a question and they reply to it an hour later. I'm like, I mean, we're recording this on discord. That's what discord does. That's what Slack does. That's what all these, you know, all these companies do is provide the ability to be able to communicate with text and kind of switch between these different mediums. So you kind of have to figure out like, okay, is this is this a moment where I need, need to have a phone call with someone? Is this a moment where a video or is this a, you know, is this a texting situation? And this applies, this applies to school, this applies to personal relationships as well. Uh, you know, for, uh, for parents, and that kind of thing as well like you kind of have to figure okay is this you know which one of these mediums do i need to use to be able to communicate effect what's going to work for them and be the most effective you know without having to necessarily go all the way to the video call and consume a hundred percent of you know their visual you know input and you know input like that there's psychology to each of these things you have to use the right tool, and that's just something that we all kind of need to learn over mm -hmm. time how to do. Breaking news right now, actually, the fifth uh, precinct in um, uh, in uh, Minneapolis gang evacuated, and a gas station has exploded there now. It's going in really insane. Arby's is on fire too, and Twitter's losing their mind over Trump's tweet. Like literally trending with fifty-four thousand tweets as the shooting starts. Apparently, CNN's really losing their shit. <laughs> Holy shit! You got it. Like they're letting this shit. Like these these Dems are letting this shit happen. Like they're let they're just standing by and they're gonna let this shit happen. And it's like. And it's like at some point, why are you continue? Why are these people continuing to put these Democrats in charge, knowing that they don't give a shit? And really, let's 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 pull the fucking veil off. They don't give a shit about you, okay? They don't give a shit about you. This is this is one of those things. It's like, it's like, yeah, the choices aren't very. It's like, look, if I have to choose between Republicans, where I know that they don't they don't have my back per se, but at least they're going to like, they're going to set up something for me to, you know, get a job or to be able to take care of myself or the Democrats who are like plushy and go, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take care of you. Uh, and then once they get in, they don't fuck, they do the polar fucking opposite. It's like, and 
like why would i why would i choose the democrats like they've been choosing these democrats for fucking decades and they haven't done shit they haven't done shit for these fucking pe- these fucking people so why are you continuously giving these democrats your fucking to get free shit but it's like yeah but it, then it's like oh, okay so we're gonna give you just enough free shit to keep you poor but not enough to really bread yeah. services let up. yeah i mean if you you got you, you know that's the other thing we don't have we don't have the things that they've used to manage our anger action for the system and you know all these things they they were designed it's bread and circuses it's designed to distract us uh yeah. the people are hungry right now they don't have yeah. food they don't have jobs yeah uh you know there's nothing can't go you know can't even watch a, a you know a basketball game or a, you know we should have had the hockey playoffs right like now like yeah. we should be in the middle of Shit. baseball season like fucking training camp look our niners our niners gotta fucking kick up the football season here in a little bit holy yeah, shit man I mean, this is uh man i i just turned on the tv and i'm seeing some of the live footage i mean they are burning the city to the ground yeah um it's i mean this is insane and there's uh, it seems like there's been protests all over the country and other cities minneapolis is getting it the worst oh yeah so someone said in my ch- escape from minnesota right right now Lucky. and i mean honestly honestly that that's what it that's what it feels like someone someone uh said earlier we need uh snake pluskin to uh come in the thing with it is i don't even think uh snake pluskin would want to deal with this shit right now <laughs> right now so the other thing there's a reason i keep my go bag by the door and i have, <laughs> I have a four by four well, I think you... it's time for Return of the Roof Koreans. Yes. Trent, I, Trent, honestly, I, I, I know I've seen your photo, but I, I picture you as like a more hip Tim Pool. I don't know. I don't know why. But, <laughs> but, but you, I, I you... mean, basically the difference is, you know, Tim Pool's, I, I classify him maybe a little more on the nerd spectrum. I'm a little more on the geek spec. <laughs> there we go. You'd both be my friends, though, I'll say. Um, one thing I'm noticing, too, is like on tour, this one video was trending last night. That you, when you talk about the base, like Korean um, roof uh, defenders, there are people last night, like these sort of, I'm not even making this up, these are like straight up right wing militias that they would see like businesses, like, you know, trying to defend their shit. And they would pull out their their ARs and they would just go in front of these businesses and defend them. Like these are like these the good old boys, these true American people that just you know like when you picture America, you picture these people. And it was just funny seeing that, but also good. I mean, but you know, amongst all this bad, but oh my god, this is just the people are just losing their minds. It's well, you know, it's interesting too. You know, like when we had the people protesting the lockdown, you didn't see the whole city, you know, get looted yep. and set on fire. You know, it's it's really interesting how it's an excuse. different people react oh. to this. Oh, like we're like we're seeing right now on the Versa media, you know, feed. If you're watching on audio, if you're watching on video, yeah, so. streaming live right here. Thanks yeah. to um, uh, Unicorn Riots live stream here at the protest because there's like not, you know, there's quite a few people down the streets here and. This is where alternative media really shines too, is you have all these people with their iPhones that just go down there, live stream it right then and there, get right in the crowd. 
I honestly get better reporting than the mainstream media because you're right in the heat of the battle, literally. And people are tearing signs down. Um, they're all yeah, like a lot of these people do look like Antifa. Holy shit! I, I mean, I always yeah. say, I feel like, and 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 I know I'm beating the dead horse out of this one, but like, but you're talking about like with 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 these, and and I hate to say party lines, but it's so fucking convenient that the that the that the number the majority of the deaths the majority of the covid-19 cases the majority of the uh the protests and the violent protests and the unemployment right the unemployment numbers right all of this bad shit has been happening to democrat strongholds like all of the literally all of the fucking numbers damn near are in democratic strongholds. You're looking at like New York and California and like Minnesota, right? You're looking at all these, they're, they're, they're Democrat. They're all run by democratic people. And it's like, it. I'm, to me, it's like, I, I feel like politically they're sandbagging this shit on purpose, but it's like, you know, you don't have, you, you're going to have, like, are they doing this shit on purpose? Are they doing it like, and, and do they really think that these people are going to, I mean, eventually people are going to wise up, right? Like mm. people, people are just bound to wise up. I wouldn't say I so. Mean, they're not leaders. I mean, they're just cogs in a system. The, yeah. you know, the leadership on the debt, like they don't even, they don't even have a real candidate for president. Like right. the leadership is just so corrupt that they morally, ethically, yeah. They don't stand for any values yeah. at this point. They, I mean, they have no, there's nobody, you know, someone who has strong leadership is not going to want to join the Democratic Party because yeah. they're like, why, what do you represent? Like, there's yeah. nothing at this yeah. point. They, they don't represent anything. They represent chaos. They represent doing a bad job. They represent yeah. failing. Um, so, I mean, this. This well, could have, there could be a major red wave after this. Well, they well yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you you like after after Mitt Romney got embarrassed by Obama, um, you you kind of saw this change within the Republican Party, like you're like where you start to see some cracks, and it's like okay, well maybe maybe how we were running shit isn't the way that we should be running shit. Okay, maybe we shouldn't be giving the fucking the nomination to a fucking mormon right maybe maybe that's not the best maybe that's not the best route and like maybe maybe some of this overly religious narrative maybe is not good and i'm not saying that religion is bad i'm not saying that all that but i'm saying that some of the stuff that we've been trying to you know hold dear to us maybe that's maybe that's a little overboard maybe we should you know become more about the constitute go back to the constitution and what it stands for and like you know and like and we're starting to see that too and it's like with like with the 230 thing we're starting to see there's there there's going to be rifts within the republican party about this whole 230 thing right gab is already losing their shit Right. I already got I just got an email from fucking Gab going, oh, this is not the answer. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. I like what you're doing, Gab. But what Trump is doing is totally the answer right now. Well, it's at least a step in it. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's uh, of course, it's progress. Step. I'm not 
the answer, but it's a step towards the answer. And it's like, but you you you're getting you're going to be getting pushback from some of these, you know, establishment Republicans and some of these, like, like these people that have been around for a long time, just because they don't want to, they don't want to regulate. Right now they don't want to, you know, but it's like, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, you're going to have to regulate to protect yeah. the constitution. It's got, you're going to have to regulate to protect the country I mean, it's, right now. The problem they don't understand that these tech, they don't understand the power that these tech companies have. They don't yeah. understand mm-hmm. they don't. artificial, they don't understand how these algorithms are manipulating us, how they're brainwashing us, how they're putting us. I, into look, ec- at, I look at some of these conversations that they've had on C- C-SPAN or whatever. They've tried to have these uh, conversations about tech. And I'm like, I, I'm not interested in seeing this old ass white dude who barely touches a computer and doesn't know how to run his fucking BlackBerry teling me about, you know, the, tech industry, the loss yeah. of tech industry. Like, dude, we got to be, we need to do better. And you're starting to see some of these newer con- Congress, you, you, these newer Republicans go, hey, maybe we should get some people in here that maybe know what kind of sort of what the fuck they're talking about and like and but but again it's it's a pushback and we're we're reaching this this like nexus of like we need to get some of these old fuckers out of there and we need to start replacing these people with some new people because um times are changing right now no the old guard's gotta go yeah now I will I will I will say this and I'm 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 not saying he's perfect but I will give credit where credit is due when Ted when Ted Cruz was grueling Mark Zuckerberg in that Senate hearing a few years ago I was I was actually real happy with that because at least Ted Cruz Look. say what say what you will about him he's He's not a complete boomer, and he, he yeah. actually un he actually understood uh you know he actually used terms like geofencing yeah. and like Whoa. it wasn't like his I it wasn't it wasn't I like don't his, consider I don't consider uh Ted Cruz to be one of the old school older like establishment right. Republicans because at, at the very least he's he's had he's been willing to have conversations with experts about whatever whatever's needed like he's been he's been on the forefront of trying to get as far as the republican side goes as far as having those conversations with other people of expertise whereas we're talking about some of the i'm talking about some of these people that have been in congress for like 40 fucking years that are like oh my god like that are using that that are that that only know about tech from whatever their clerks are fucking telling them with yeah. about BlackBerry, or their like, grandkids. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear about those assholes. Well, no, I want. I want. I want people that are willing to talk to people that you know that work in that industry and like you know, I, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough thing. But these people that have been entrenched in this business for so fucking long. They're not going to give it up without a fucking fight. So we yeah. gotta, we 
as people have to expect that this thing is going to get really fucking ugly. Like the Nexus is going to get really fucking ugly before it actually happens. Well, that's why two things I'll say is number one, I've always been a fan of Milo's theory of this is a place where accelerationism works. You need to get some people, more people banned like Ben Shapiro, like all these other people, um, congressmen, because be they fair. don't care until it happens to them. And that's yeah. why you know it's like a lot of these people, and this is why I was a big supporter of Loomers, because she gives a shit. She's going to be passionate fight with this because she has lost skin and blood and sweat and tears because of her bans. And she's been banning them from banks yeah. and uh, all kinds of crazy shit. And the other thing I'll add to that is that... Um, um, my mind's already slipping me. Okay, I'll add it later then. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of just, just going off that point though, Sean, what's what's interesting is that Milo got banned for making fun of Leslie Jones in a movie. No, that, not even that, exactly that. that. He got banned. That was well, part of it. Well, that, no, he well, got banned right. for what yeah. other people said after he made fun of Leslie Jones. That's the well, loops the, they jumped through. Yeah, that 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 was that yeah, was, it, but uh, it was very loose. It was it was loose because, like, we've all seen worse tweets that have gotten that haven't gotten that kind of attention. Like it's, it, it, like like we we've we've seen n bombs get dropped on Twitter by people like that are still on Twitter. Like you know, and, David Duke, and Richard Spencer loosely, still on Twitter. He loosely ties Leslie Jones. Now, and it's not it wasn't a nice tweet by any stretch, but like. He loosely ties her to like a a, a, a monkey of sorts. No, uh, but he didn't. He never he didn't did that. call it directly, but it was like a, it was a, it was a joke that was kind of like it wasn't even his. It was very loose. It was some very loose shit, and it was like I wouldn't even it's say not that. Something I wouldn't have even. There, there's no way he should have gotten kicked off for whatever. Well, he just said. called her fat, ugly, and then said she was barely literate, which. Which was true because if you read her tweet, you couldn't even spell I mean, like half the shit look, she was she's, saying. She's a, she's a shitty comedian and a sh- an even worse actor. Like, have you ever seen the fucking female Ghostbusters? Oh god, oh, I didn't god, see that. Fucking terrible. My god. Well, well, what I what I was going to say, and by the way, to the people listening in my Discord, uh, this is Sam speaking actually, but um, what I was going to say is it's weird that Milo got banned for that. And yet the people who are making, I've seen people on Twitter in the past few months who are overjoyed that Rush Limbaugh is dying of cancer. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're, 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 they're talking actively about it. And, uh, about Kathy Griffin, that pretty messed up. Like just, yeah. I mean, Kathy Griffin saying that, you know, a syringe full of air ought to do it? Yeah, that's... Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Kathy jail. Griffin, speaking of Kathy Griffin, Trent, fucking uh, my original my, my original Twitter handle uh, was Dictator Phil one word, right? That was original. And the reason I had to change it was I, um, I made this joke and Sam saw it too. Um, I made, I, I replied to, uh, Dave Rubin. I replied to Dave Rubin because he tried to make some joke about, 
um, fact checking or whatever. And then I said, Oh, you're well, fact check, you're fucking unfunny. Uh, by the way, say hi, <laughs> by the way, say hi to Kathy Griffin because now you're on her level. Um, like, I like, yeah, and 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 I got, I got, and then so some shit was happening to my Twitter handle and I wasn't understanding it. So then I did the Twitter, the shadow ban thing that the, the shadow ban site. And before that, before that tweet, I was all green. I was, I was green the whole way down. And then I got like two, two of the five uh, subjects, like the two of the five bands were red for me. Like I was, I forget what it was, but it was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was, I was, I was aiming it at, fucking dave rubin who i thought was you know was legit and then turns out that laura loomer fucking blew him wide open like well well the the one thing i will say say dictator two things a for those listening dick dictator phil puts the dick in dictator (laughs) (laughs) but i try to at least make it funny right I, I mean, you know, Grant, yes, okay, maybe but, I am a but, dick in some of my tweets, okay? But at least I try to make funny. We, the college Republicans would disagree. We, we, well, well, that's why we, that's why we fucking love you, though, Dick Yeah, Taylor, but, but, and, like, and, but I thought that, I thought that if I was going to get censored, that, like, that Dave Rubin would probably be one of the last people that would, like, bump me off right the republicans were the first well well also also though if you if you ever want an amusing read though any of you go uh check out r slash dave rubin because that entire subreddit just like r owen benjamin is just people shitting on uh on dave rubin so <laughs> Well, the other thing too yeah. I was going to mention too is Dave Rubin and, and Justin Amash and all these sort of people were just going out to like, oh, but the free market can solve these problems. And I'm yeah. like, one thing I've noticed with these people out there that are against this Article 230 uh, executive order, all of these people have not been banned and censored yeah. and they're all losers justin amash is a loser he lost before he even launched his campaign to for presidency this time around i mean that guy just drives me up a wall he's like one of the few people i just can't stand but that's the trend i've noticed now it's like the people that back this shit he's the at justin amash is the asshole that doesn't get invited to the party and shows he wants to so he's the loser that creates his own party but obviously nobody wants to go to that fucking party and so like you're like that's it that's that's the libertarian party right now well he's not invited to the real party so he's trying to create his own party but nobody wants to go that fucking party because they're all losers the sad thing is i know like five people that support that fucker i know somebody that donated money to him yeah (laughs) and they're all losers right well this is the thing too is like i'll tie one more thing and i'll let you go and sam is that another thing i've noticed too is that um a lot of uh, people on Facebook I've noticed, and it's an anecdotal thing, but going back to the Minneapolis thing, like I, I know I had a few people that were, well, a couple that really hated cops before this, but I've noticed a growing trend among libertarians to hate cops recently. Oh, yeah. 
Isn't that funny? I mean, it makes sense because libertarians, and look, I'm not shitting on people that have libertarian tendencies, that's fine, or if you're on the libertarian part of the spectrum, I technically am, like, right center down a little bit, but, like, hardcore libertarians, though, have gone hardcore anti-cop, and it's really, it's really strange, because they're kind of co-opting the left right now, and they're kind of, it's like with Justin Amash. The left loves him right now. He's a darling because he hates Trump. And now the left, I guess, in some ways is gonna hate is gonna love some of these libertarians because they hate cops right now. It's just a, and they're pro Black Lives Matter. So it's like a weird sort of paradigm shift. I mean it makes sense because they kinda of don't like any authority or oversight. But at the same time they weren't this way not too long ago. So it's just it's just weird. Here's the Overton windows shifted. Yeah. Yeah. libertarians are really are are super I mean, this is going to be a dust statement, but libertarians are super weird. Weird. What? <laughs> what? Well, 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 Get the fuck out of here, have you been, Sam. You've never been to a YaleCon, <laughs> though. Well, uh, yeah, when, yeah, when I when I was in YaleCon, and and Sean's heard this uh, story, but but when I when I was at YaleCon, because for 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 a brief period of time, I I was affiliated with the with the owl technically i still am on the roster but i i haven't done anything but um when i was at yellcon last summer um they had this big thing that like free speech and like you know tech censor censorship and i was like all right finally like someone gets it and they and they and so i just innocently like raised my hand and was like, well, what about Milo and Gavin McGinnis? Just as like two two examples, and they're like, well, they're far right extremists. They don't really represent the lib the, the, libert the libertarian. Uh, you know, we we prefer not to uh, associate with them. And you know, if if YouTube and Facebook want wants to censor them. You know that that's that's their prerogative, and I'm and then I was actually arguing with them with the moderator. I'm like, okay, but you're but you're saying that um, you know big tech is acting like the government, so therefore they sh you know they're doing harm. So you know what is it? <laughs> what is it? Pick, you know, pick one. Yeah, so. I, we we were fight we were fighting with uh we were fighting with a libertarian that like really wasn't into the the 230 thing like uh, all of a sudden we we supported the 230 the 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 trump eo and then we were apparently shitting on the shitting on business because business should be able to do what they want and it's like by supporting trump's eo we're shitting all over the free market and it's like well it it's quite it's a little bit more actually. it's a, yeah it's yeah. like it's the opposite if anything action. you're supporting well, the free market because well, what you're saying is they should be regulated if they break the rules right. and they shouldn't be able to break the rules and they should be able to face repercussions well first so that well, there's first, competition and a free market so that the people who abide by the rules and respect the rights of their users can exist because right now if you were to try to launch a twitter competitor that respected the rights of its users look at what happened to gab like it's extremely difficult the fact their servers are still on is kind of a mirror yeah i i will i will say as someone who uses get gab or who, who or who has started to use gab more recently they've gotten a lot better 
Um, but I mean, yeah, that's that's the argument. I I've tweeted this multiple times out, and this is my big argument with libertarians is it's is because they always say, oh, more free markets when it comes to Facebook yeah. and Twitter. But when you, but I'm sorry, when you have five tech companies, just five, globally controlling all the internet for the entire world, basically, that's not, free, that's yeah. not a free market exactly. at all. Exactly. They don't understand, for some reason, they, they, they don't understand that oligopolies are not just airlines, they're not just um, your electric companies and your, uh, your uh, cable providers. They also exist in the tech business, and it's because there are massive barriers to entry, and once these things are established, the network effect kicks in. I mean, really, the, the only two, there are only really two big tech companies that are um, creating our digital public square, Facebook and Twitter. Those are the two biggest ones, really, you know, and I was trying to explain to our pal on Facebook, like, you know, you don't understand it. Not only is this not a, because he was bringing up, oh, it's like if a Christian baker, you know, doesn't want to bake a cake because I'm gay and go to another bakery. I'm like, bitch, don't you get that that you can get the same service locally with that? And it doesn't affect your income. It doesn't affect so many other things. Your status as a celebrity, your ability to sell books and movies and shit. When you get banned from Facebook and Twitter, you don't, there's no other alternative. There simply isn't. Gab is a fringe, like, echo chamber of nazis racist banned people some fun people it's like a whole mix of all this shit and you know nobody wants it's to go into that kicked out. yes yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah. nobody wants to it's its own die. echo chamber let's, let's, because but yeah, let's, yeah let's break it down to like the like and he didn't understand like we break it down to the finite detail like we're breaking it down to its most basic root a free market is only good as the platform that enables it you know and part of having field. that free market is having freedoms right and that's the entire pre like having freedoms like what we have rights are the are the set the rights are essential to having a free market so you your free market should not trump my freedoms because you're the free market is is predicated off of an individual's freedom to be able to make decisions that you know create transactions that create these businesses like so it's almost like a the the main the main pillar the main foundation to any free market is like especially for us is our constitution is our bill of rights and then after that we should have our free market as long as it doesn't destroy our rights as long as it doesn't you know take a shit on our our, our rights so and something so a lot of people forget about that you're hitting on here is that in the united states of america if a corporation did something what was considered to be against the public good such as violating the rights of its citizens they would mm -hmm. shut the corporation down yeah. this happened all the time companies yeah. would do something horrible they would poison you know there'd be a food company that you know didn't do property proper like quality control and they poisoned a bunch of people the government would come in and say you can no longer operate you violated the public good yeah boom done yeah end of the end of discussion so th that has always been a part of the free market 
to be able to have a government and a regulatory body that can come in and say, you're, you violated the rights of your users. You've violated your customers' rights. You can't do business here anymore. So yeah. that has always been a function yeah. of the government. And that is probably the only logical argument of why we even need a government. So, yeah. you know, is that there needs to be that one kind of regulatory body that can come in in these situations and regulate it. That is yeah. pretty much for me as, mm -hmm. you know, someone who does have libertarian beliefs, like yeah. that is the only reason why I'm willing to accept any form to have a, right. you know, kind of a third party legal system and arbitrator in those mm -hmm. kinds of situations. But yeah. if the government doesn't do that and we end up with these monopolies and we end up with these mega corporations, these multinational mega corporations that aren't yeah. even beholden to the countries that they actually are residents in or citizens in then we've got a problem because yeah. now we're having Sharia law and, you know, Chinese Communist Party propaganda shoved down our throat. We're being told that we don't have any rights and we can't do this. And we can't, you know, you just even the fact if you tweet at the wrong person on Twitter, your account can be shot, you know, just speaks to the the fact that we basically have a selected and if you even insult the selected class then you get down ranked in the algorithm you can't even insult them you can't even make a joke about them you literally lose your ability to participate in the public square because you said something naughty about someone who's one of the protect and that shouldn't exist there's no there's no logical argument for why there needs to be a protected within a free market so what they're what these you know supposed libertarians don't seem to understand is that in order for freedom to and for in order for a free market to exist there has to be competition yeah and right now there's there no, is competition. no competition because yeah. you can't compete and you can't compete because these companies haven't been regulated and the re and the, what they're also not understanding is the power of the technology that these companies Companies have and how much power and control they have over the perception of the American people and ju not just the American people, the entire they are brainwashing and controlling the thoughts and interactions and communication of every person on the planet who's using a mobile device, like or of any form of a computer. So mm -hmm. they're not just controlling the United States, they're controlling the entire world. So the dichotomy here is something we've never experienced in human history before. This has never happened before. We've never had corporations that are more powerful than the government mm. to the extent that they're global entities and they're not necessarily even beholden to their own values of the corporation where their headquarters are based. So these people, you know, these tech executives, they see themselves as these global citizens and they see themselves as not beholden to U.S. law. They see themselves as you know these oligarchs of essentially their own you know kingdoms that they've created that are global they don't seem to understand that that has implications within their own country that prevents freedom uh that prevents you know the rights of themselves and their own citizens to be able to actually communicate with each other i mean creating any technology any tech worker who has created any system that has been used to surveil or subjugate the people of china like, I don't know how they can sleep at night, like enabling the co Chinese Communist Party to surveil people and put them in internment camps and murder them and, you know, take their rights away and brainwash them. What, what are they doing? Like they're, 
there's nothing free market about that. There's nothing freedom about that. This is just straight up slavery and this is straight up communism. So these people just simply need a reality check because they just don't understand what's happening. They don't get the technology. They don't understand the power that these algorithms and these AIs and all of this stuff and what it can actually do and how it works in real. That's yeah, the so other thing they don't comprehend. I don't get, it's yeah, in I don't, I don't get real. some of the, I don't, yeah, I don't get, I don't get why some of these, these, like, some of the, like, some of these African Americans are sticking up for China. I'm like, do you realize who the fuck you're sticking up for? Right? They're putting, they're putting mu these Uyghur Muslims in fucking concentration camps, like gross human rights violations. We're not even talking civil rights. We're talking human. They're putting them in camps and harvesting organs and all of that shit over there. How about how about when they uh, how about when they kick out the these black people out of their fucking apartments and ban them from staying in hotels and leaving them ho fucking homeless? They won't even China. let them buy masks. They would even yeah, like you, it's like how, if we did that. You imagine if we did that shit here? Oh my god, it'd be pandemonium. Like do you, these people have no idea. Like they either have no idea or they're just like turning a blind eye to it. And it's like they're naive. Come on. And they want to buy cheap Nikes. And you know, and then it's like, come on. And they know that we know. And it's like, come on. You know, I can't take you. You know, if if you don't recognize, and I, ha I had an argument with the, because Penn State has like an African relations, you know. And I was I was mentioning this. And I was like, look, if you don't mention that, like, if you're not going to mention some of the stuff that China's doing, we can't have a serious conversation. Like, we, we're not going to be able to have a conversation because there's no way in hell I'm going to take you seriously. You're, you're on because on one hand, you're bit you're bitching about, you know, these these uh, uh, these bullshit, uh, uh, what you call atrocities. And then on the other hand, you're you're turning a blind eye to actual fucking atrocities where they're harvesting organs. Okay, they're harvesting other people's fucking organs. Right and now, you're just turning a blind, this isn't World War II. Like, this isn't you know we're not talking yeah. about the Nazis. We're talking about China today. Yeah, today. They're, they're, it's actively happening today. Oh, they're, they're bitching about oh we want fair pay. You know what you know what, and they're talking about oh. Um, the 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 scale of the one percent and the ninety nine percent. I'm like, have you been have you been to China? Have you done your research on what China's like? There's more billionaires in China probably than any other country in the world. However, there's still towns there that don't even have fucking electricity. Like, imagine that fucking scale, right? Like, I, and and I, it's 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 just baffling to me. Like the Chinese people that are here that are here that are you know like with the, in the colleges and shit those are the people that are actually on the wealthy side over there they're part of that i wouldn't even call them the one percent i'd call them like the point what point one zero percent or something like that they're the chinese ruling class they're the children it really of the is. chinese ruling it class it really is and it's like like so if you're gonna turn your blind eye to them but you're gonna start busting out people like people and many of you billionaires here legitimately i can't i can't have a i can't have a reasonable conversation with you because you're not taking your you're not taking this own argument seriously so how am i going to take you seriously have you seen the list uh, i saw it on reddit i think it was like on our conspiracy or something 
where there is a list of professors who have been caught selling uh, you yes. know, like intellectual property to the Chinese <laughs> government. Yeah. It's just like this list of just all these professors yeah. at all these prestigious I schools. I, know like, one. I mean, and then what do you think's happening where, you know, these kids from these well-to-do Chinese families come to the United States, get educations here, and then go back. Like, we're literally educating their children for them. They're getting a bunch of, they're getting an education here. They're learning how to do things in the West. They're taking our knowledge. They're taking our technology. And then they're going right back to China and they're implementing it there. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, why? And, and, And those are seats that students from this country should have been in. That, yep. In those it's classrooms. all about money. It's all about money. It's all about so, endowment and r- ridiculous. It's all about these ridiculous. Harvard is like the worst. Harvard is like the worst fucking, the, probably the most egregious out of all of them. Because you're talking about like how much money China they're pulling in from the Chinese government. They have a they have a Chinese um campus they have all this shit like dude they even had the harvard even had uh xi jinping's daughter i think yeah as as a in what in their student roles or whatever yeah and like like how much money are they pumping into fucking harvard who's turning a blind eye to all of this bullshit like how how am i going to take what harvard says seriously after all of that shit I want to say, well, too, is I actually just joined r slash conspiracy. For some strange reason, I had not been a part of that. <laughs> this is right up my alley. You got to the party pretty late. I know. <laughs> it's, not, it's a shadow of its former self. Oh, shit. I, I'll have to look at the archives then. But I love this one post. It's it says, still there. <laughs> yeah, it's like true. It's- it says, George Floyd was murdered less than a week after Joe Biden's You Ain't Black statement. <laughs> just when black Americans were starting to question the establishment they divide us again see here's the thing as funny as that is look i i think around maybe it's because of my age but like i'm 22 maybe like right when i was entering okay pre-trump pre-trump i would always think conspiracies were wacky i didn't like alex jones trump happens conspiracies don't seem as crazy as they used to be actually I understood Alex Jones more, and I thought, shit, he's actually been right on some shit. Like, I, this guy's kind of misunderstood. Uh, Fast forward now to 2020, I take every conspiracy seriously. I don't believe all of them, obviously, but in post-Vegas shooting, post-Hillary uh, rigging the election, the DNC rigging the election, post-Seth Rich, post-all these fucking things, post-Michael Flynn, post-Deep State, and... Post, well, I mean, you know, all these things I've learned about. It's like you have to consider all yeah. possibilities. Yeah, you do, I, I mean, and it we're, feels we're like sometimes now. that conspiracy theories are the, like when you hear shit like the Gulf of Tonkin was a false flag, basically, and that we weren't really told the truth about that. You kind of realize just how like it's just a paradigm shift. Like so many things are totally fake. Yeah. There's a lot of I mean, things I, even too we take for granted. I think Sean, I think for with that, and it's like, I think it's, it's doing like I've been lied to so many times by the fucking fake news media that I'm like, well, I'm gonna listen to everything, and then I'm gonna do my own research, and then I'm gonna come up with my own fucking conclusions, and then as I as I've been doing that, it's like I found out that's some of the stuff that. You know, 
I've, I've been finding out like with, you know, with a lot of stuff that Alex, Alex Jones has been saying, it's like, yeah, he's got some, some crazy stuff, but you know, he's actually been right on a lot of stuff too. Like, and, and, and it's hard for me to, now it's hard for me to discount like completely because it's like, I've been lied to on a regular basis with MSNBC and like with, Mm -hmm. at least with Alex Jones, it's like, well, shit, he's actually been right on a couple of this stuff and like really right. Like, and so it's hard for me to like, well, and no, I think, too, I, I, it's I when you live in an age when big tech is censoring these people, you always have that effect that – and it's not necessarily true, too, that you know they're trying to silence him because he's speaking the truth. Oh, he must be right if they're silencing. That's not always true, but that thought does get in your mind. And when you see a little bunch of effective people getting banned on Twitter, it makes you really start to wonder about things. And speaking of that stuff, too, I thought of a good thing, too, that I love to challenge to my libertarian friends – and I, I actually know their answer, too, because of some things the firm say. Let's say Twitter banned black people from going on their platform, and there was systematic racism on Twitter against black people. Would that be allowed? Is that free markets? And they're probably going to say, well, I believe in repealing the Civil Rights Act. And I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> we're on different pages there, buddy. But you know, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that we, you can tell... Like, when you apply shit like that, you realize uh, people aren't really thinking on shit. And I think you worded it perfectly, Trent, when you said, it's not a free market because there's no competition. That's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make that argument. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. I think there's other stuff in there, too, that's preventing it. Like, if it was just the social media companies that were discriminating, it'd be one thing. But when you have banks and online services... Yeah. Like even like server hosting, like honestly, I think that this should just be the start. Like that needs to be a, a huge thing. It's getting PayPal, getting uh, you know, credit card companies, in credit card, PayPal, banks, and then start to go to internet hosting providers. But like honestly, I think for a lot of these social media companies too, I think maybe an even better way to kind of push this instead, of maybe through a law, maybe like anti-monopolistic practices because it's antitrust law. We have this mm-hmm. law. Yeah, just the enforce it against Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> these laws yeah, exist. Like, you know, basically, like, look at, you know, the Apple app, like, I mean, you talk about the Apple App Store, too, like, that's another one they could go and hit for their gatekeeping of certain apps on there, because there's two, there's only two real app stores out there, you know, and if you have an iPhone, you have no competition you can go to without, you know, violating your warranty. Yeah, and I mean, going, going back a little bit to the whole conspiracy thing, I mean, I've been a conspiracy theorist my entire life. I mean, my, my... My real wake up was not, um, you know, experiencing that, uh, you know, as a teenager going through that whole thing and watching it with my own eyes as it happened in real time. Mm -hmm. And then what was being said on the news and the disconnect uh, that was happening, you know, it was very surreal to, you know, grow up at a time and witness that building seven was not hit by an airplane and just miraculously fell down into its own footprint. Um, You know, like that doesn't happen. That's not how buildings collapse. Like that was a controlled demolition. Um, So, (laughs) you know, that for me was kind of the, my initial wake up. You know, I, I went through the Bush years 
um, you know, and dealt with the the Dick Cheney regime because um, Bush was barely even president. Um, you know, Cheney really ran that administration, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was hard. I mean, a lot of my friends went to, yeah. uh, and a lot of people I grew up with. I mean, they enlisted in the military. Um, you know, for the most most part luckily they all came back but they're all pretty screwed up from it um you know i've gotten to know a lot of people and i've gotten to experience a lot of things over the years and like you know it's i mean everything that we've been told in our society all the things in our education system especially in the healthcare industry the rabbit hole goes so deep when you get into healthcare and all of the lies and the mid like everything from you know, vaccines to the actual data on vaccines to looking at, uh, you know, the diseases, like even the disease, half of the diseases that our medical system diagnoses people with are fake and not real. They just come crazy. Oh, by definition, you've got this, you've got that, you've got that when the under and they never treat or call the underlying cause what it is. And they'll just come up with all these like, uh, you know, they call them like, like definitions of symptoms and they'll come up with all these terms and be like, Oh, you have IBS. You've got this. You've when, and then they never actually treat the root cause. They'll just Mm -hmm. give you drugs to manage symptoms. So our entire medical system is corrupt. Everything that you think you know about medicine or that you've thought you know about medicine isn't true. Um, Most of it. And most of, I mean, even like with this whole coronavirus thing, like, there's hydroxychloroquine. There's another drug called Alinea that, that shows effectiveness against this virus. Like there's tons of anti, mm-hmm. like why weren't they giving people antiviral drugs when they started getting a virus? Uh, you know, we have these drugs, they're at your pharmacy, they're readily available. Like there's plenty of medications that can treat this that we knew it's would treat crazy. It, it's, and we did. Yeah, it's crazy how much pushback Donald Trump got when he tweeted he tweeted the names of these freaking drugs and pe- and 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 people lost their fucking minds like oh this is because he challenged not- the system he challenged them he like i was stunned when he i was stunned when he released them on twitter like and, and cuz people didn't this. think people didn't think people didn't think it was that big of a deal for me i was like this is fucking huge because he just put out something that other countries were saying yeah this this fucking works and i'm like it's and, and cure. It's like, yeah and then and, and it's like and 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 there's so much pushback because you know these pharmaceutical companies are like Mm-mm, yeah yep. we're not we we can't control hydroxychloroquine because it comes from it like most of the stuff comes from india and we really don't like that so do you know how many people yeah. die of cancer that don't need to die that's completely treatable with alternative therapies and their doctors will never give oh it to them? that's another thing cancer I know, is I know, easily I, treatable <laughs> it i is. know this is this is kind of a this is kind of a regression here but like you you brought you you made me think of a really good point um you're looking at these the the statistics like we we've passed the 100,000 mo- uh death point with the you know with the covid-19 thing but it's just so if you're looking at these death statistics isn't it amazing how some of these flu statistics and all this stuff wow a whole lot less people are dying from the flu and you know respiratory illnesses and all that shit well they're just they're just going downhill like a motherfucker but like 
But so like, yeah. One of the biggest lies is, and this is the biggest problem with germ theory as we know it. And this is what they, they always yeah. tell you is, and this is one of the biggest lies of Western medicine is they always look for a single cause. Yeah. And they always say there's one yeah. thing. Oh, you have cancer. You have mm. HIV. You have this. You have that. The the reality is what actually kills people is uh, it's most commonly multiple infections at the same time. Yeah. So you don't die of one thing. You die yeah. of a combination of a fungal infection, multiple bacterial infections. And it's when you get multiple co-infections and you get what's called a like uh, a multimicrobial infection, mm -hmm. which is how most people yeah. end up septic, which is how most people die is when the immune system can't fight off the stuff that it can usually. I mean, fungus, for example, plays a very critical role in the human body. When you pass away, it's what starts to break down and decompose your body. Yeah. Everyone has fungus. So yeah. if your immune system gets too weak, that process can start to happen when you're alive. That's where most fungal infections come from is within you. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of the side effects of being human. But doctors won't even fungal infections. They're just like, ah. Oh, whatever they won't mm -hmm. even give you the like they 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 just completely dismiss it as a factor when it's actually probably one of the leading causes of a lot of the illnesses that are out there so when it comes down to it there's you know viruses there's parasites there's bacteria there's all these different things and it's totally possible to get a combination of these all at the same time and deal with kind of that immune system overload so most of the people who died of COVID-19 did not die of COVID-19. They died of immune suppression, which enabled other infections like the flu, like bacterial infections to kill them. So what happened was their immune systems got overwhelmed because of they weren't able to fight off things they could normally fight off. And then they got sick and died. That's what actually happened. It was a lack of proper for medical care that killed not necessarily the virus because had they received proper medical care most of those people wouldn't have died well well uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shadiness with the fucking numbers too because like with the, especially with the covid because the hospitals are kind of like oh well they died of covid19 just so they could get that government funding correct mm -hmm. you know and and so we're we don't have honest numbers as far as like how many died from COVID-19 but because because like you know Trump is you know Trump and has basically pushed this bill to try to get you know to make sure that people are covered people are getting testing people are getting all this stuff and it's like you got these hospitals that are just completely abusing the fucking process and so we have no we have no the statistics that we have now with the COVID-19 we have no fucking idea what's going on it's uh it was basically for, for there was a lot of fraud that took place oh yeah there still but, is uh, but apparently it's... voter fraud doesn't happen <laughs> yeah no it's a, substantiated ballots, that's a great idea Very well twitter told me right? it doesn't happen so it must not yeah. happen <laughs> we could all try we could all trust jack dorsey right we need to trust, like need to trust cnn guy. you know the reality tv news network yeah <laughs> Oh God! But it well. is it, it it is a little ironic though when you've got basically a reality TV show which is now become getting in a fight with a former reality TV star, oh, yeah. now the president. <laughs> Dude, they hate they they say they hate him, but deep down they love him. They they're love enjoying him. this. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. Like, like like yeah, 
They're not going to kick. Look, look, they're they're like even Twitter. Trump's, Twitter's getting it's the best Twitter, thing to ever happen to the radio. He's a spat. Yeah, look, look at Twitter's look look at Twitter's spat with Donald Trump. You think you think they're going to kick Donald Trump off of Twitter? Hell no. They they go out of business. Twitter would go out of fucking business if they kick Trump if Trump got kicked off of Twitter. And so they know it's like look because he's had tweets where it's like my button's bigger than yours, right? But as far as nuclear war goes, like you would think, oh, that would be against the fucking harm policy, whatever the fuck that is. Or when the but looting like, starts, the shooting starts. Publicly traded. I just want, I yeah. don't like mm. the joke here is like you're a publicly traded company. People can sell your stock if they don't like yeah. you. Like I, I don't understand where they like they think they're immune or something to public opinion, but they're not. Like they're literally publicly traded companies. There's a reason why we set up the stock market the way we did and made them public companies that you can buy and sell their stock. So that if some if a company does something wrong, you can cash it out and crash their stock and make their company worthless. That's mm -hmm. how the system works. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess for anyone listening who owns Twitter stock, like sell it on principle tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. and all these tech companies. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, it's going to be really interesting, actually, to see what happens to the stock value of Twitter and some of these tech companies tomorrow because of this executive order and everything that's just happened. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. I th Twitter that, stock went down like six, I, I want to say five or six percent. Like, yeah, after, when, when this whole tomorrow. thing, and it was like, yeah, and it's probably going to go down even further tomorrow. Like, there, there's no way that this is good. That there's no way. That this that this thing is a good that stock isn't gonna get hit like a bag of bricks tomorrow. And then Zuckerberg coming out with his statement, basically saying he agrees with Trump. That was pretty funny. Like, yeah. I mean, it was he's saying that because he doesn't want to get hit next. Well, I fuck, think. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like, so so he he got on his little spat with fucking Jack Dorsey, and then it's like, well, I don't think regulation's the answer. Well, no shit. You're you're taking you're taking advertisement money from all kinds of fucking crooked people. But like, well, the, the thing that people like don't seem to understand either is I keep, you know, you keep hearing the argument of, Oh, these are private companies and they can do what they want and blah, 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 blah. Well, they're not private companies. No. They're public companies no. uh, first and foremost. And there's a huge difference between yeah. a private company and a public. And then second of all, these companies would not exist without federal funding. Right. All of the major tech companies basically would have failed after the 2008 market crash mm -hmm. had they not received TARP funds and federal funding, and they received federal funding. In fact, most of them were funded and founded on federal funding and their money. So they're basically state actors to some degree. Yeah. They're, they receive government money, provide services to and from the government, they mm -hmm. kick intellectual property back and forth between the government. They literally operate services for the government. I mean, Amazon has what, like a half a billion dollar contract with the CIA? Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. like they, these major tech companies work for the U.S. government. They were funded by the U.S. government. They are receiving taxpayer dollars, and that enabled them to exist and survive the previous recession. So... These companies are not private companies. They're public companies that receive federal funding. So mm -hmm. they're getting tax dollars, our tax dollars. So 
part of the, and that was another thing we kind of we didn't hit on yet is, you know, that was one of the other things in the executive order is Trump is basically saying we're going to cut you off from future federal funding and you're not going to get it anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone could completely wreck Google's bottom line. Yeah. For example, like that could wipe out like if they lose all of their government contracts and they receive no federal funding whatsoever, like Google's bottom line is going to be. I don't know what percentage of their revenue it is, but it's got to be significant. We're talking mm. double. Like, so what happens if 20, what if it's 20, 30, 40% of Google's revenue is coming from federal funding? Yeah. And, and, and the Google's, Google's operating costs are fucking high too. Even with, insane. even with YouTube, it, it, with YouTube, it's insane. Cause they got to pay all these people. They got to, they got to pay all these content creators and shit. And and they're using like this. it's the servers, it's the computer. oh yeah, well yeah, it's that. But I'm saying like they're 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 using these servers for fucking for like these content creators are using these servers for free, and they're not only that they're having to pay these content creators to be able to advertise on their shit. It's like the operating costs are fucking astronomical. They often didn't take a loss. I mean, for the yeah. first ten years of YouTube's existence, they took a loss. Yeah. Um, you know, it then got profitable. And I then think recently it's fallen out of profitability at the mm -hmm. hand of, uh, whoever the CEO is, Wojak or something. Susan Wojak. To what, yeah. Which whatever is her name is. Um, <laughs> she is, it's amazing that that woman still has a job. She has to be the yeah. least effective executive in it's South like, Silicon Valley. Like every decision like... she's made is the wrong decision. <laughs> Every single yeah, one. She has not done a single thing yeah. that it. She doesn't. The company is no longer pro, like YouTube's no longer profitable. Their numbers are trash. Their user base hates them. They've censored everyone. Like their handling of the COVID nineteen situation was atrocious. You can't even talk about it. But she's like, a strong, she, independent wham and CEO. Oh, so yeah, it's, it can't it's, touch it's, it's her. Fascinating. Was married to one of the Google founders. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's, that's just I find a coincidence. It fascinating how she's worth half a billion dollars and yet looks like a, a lesbian from the '80s. Man, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's fucking incredible to me. Like, dude, I mean, Miami she, Miami Vice called. They want their fucking styles back. Yeah, I mean, she's just that. That's uh, like I said, she's got to be one of the worst executives in to ever. To, to function in the tech industry i mean it's well she's she was a diversity hire, she's I, a diversity I, don't, hire. I don't even know if it's a diversity because you know she's not useful she's not really useful like you you know I they could have put somebody smarter than she was in that position i probably could have been successful do they want to I think it's no. more they can control her, and she serves yeah, a function. I exactly. think. She, yeah. I think she's more of a figure. But they could. But, but I mean, if they could do that, but they could do that with. Look, you said he's a control hire, but they could control anybody. They could put anybody in a fucking control position. Yeah, yeah I could but get she's any literally family, literally family to yeah. the founders of I mean, Google. Like, that's, that's yeah. So I mean, it's it's. But she checks off blocks. But she checks off diversity blocks. So I mean, that's, yeah, it's a win-win. It's a multiple. It's, it's yeah. I, I I don't understand why she continues to maintain that role. I mean, her her business plan is to turn YouTube into Netflix. Like <laughs> Netflix already exists. <laughs> no, I'm why? Sorry, I had to laugh. That was funny. That's her business plan. That's yeah. her business model. It's That's what she's terrible. trying to do. It's terrible. Like 
she doesn't understand what she had and what she's destroyed. So, yeah. like, it's it, it it's it's a joke. I mean, so I, it, it's kind of like we're kind of in a similar situation with the tech companies that we're in with like Congress. With Congress, we need to remove the older boomer generation, and from the tech industry, we kind of need to remove Gen X. Yeah. Because Gen X kind of blew it. Like they, for the most part, like a lot of these Gen X are like, you know, tech CEOs and tech leaders or whatever and executives, like they, they've had their day and they're, they're not going to be the people to lead us into the future for the most, maybe with the exception of Elon Musk. That's what I was going to say. Papa Elon always pulls through. Yeah. But like they're other than that, like, yeah, like Zuckerberg and Dorsey and this woman from YouTube and like, like, Bezos. What, like yeah, exactly. Like what, who are like, who are these people? Why are they in these positions of power? Like what, what are they actually driving forward here? Like what innovations actually taking place? Like since they've been in control, everything's like, sure. They had, you know, Twitter blew up and it became somewhat successful. Facebook obviously dominated the world and, you know, Zuckerberg accomplished that. Beyond that, like, man, there's so much they could do at Facebook to change the world for the better and they're just not doing it. They could design their product to actually bring people together and instead they've turned it into what it is today. Um, you know, it, there's so many, there's so many different ways to approach these problems and shift the design of of these tech companies like these all of this stuff is just software it's just code it can be modified like it, there's no reason why it has to be a certain way and it's always changing anyways they're constantly changing stuff so why can't we change it that's the thing that just baffles my mind is like how all of these iterations on all of these apps and all this social networking all they seem to do is keep making it worse yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's almost since... like it's a kind of a goal. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a race like how can we screw up our own, you know, user base even more? How can we take what little rights they Like we're not blow we're not blowing this thing up fast enough. How do we improve that? <laughs> since we're approaching now 2:42 a.m. here on the East yeah, Coast. I, I'm burning out here, guys. Yeah, yeah, we're hitting the end of it's, our stream here. It's addictive here. though. Like like this this is like this is a good group of people. We're just, it's just addictive. Like, I don't know. It's something. I was going like, to say, it's the first I time we've today, gotten. I knew today was a good day to have this fucking thing. <laughs> it like, just... It's the first time we've gotten all five of us together. So that was really cool in and of itself. And we had plenty of material to talk about. So that was great too. But um, I was going to say, everybody wants to sign off, say, plug their shit, say the last few things they want to say, final thoughts, just go right at it. Um, well, I just realized I've been, I've muted here for like, uh, for a few minutes now. God damn, you uh, must have been using Zoom di- too much. <laughs> in Discord. Yeah, um, I do, I do want to ask Trent real quick since, uh, I was kind of, uh, since I was trying to ask a question I was, and I was on mute. Um, what, um... Do you think of the uh, Spotify acquisition of Joe Rogan's really? podcast? Oh, man, I could go for 20 minutes on this one. Um, I'll try to keep it short, but um, 
I I think Joe Rogan has to get off YouTube. I think it's the sound logical move. Oh. Um, I don't like the idea of an exclusive and it kind of sucks, but for him, I think it was the right business decision. Uh, and I think, and I honestly can't wait for Joe Rogan uncensored because right now we're watching Joe Rogan censored and it sucks. He has lost some steam. He can't say what he wants. He's frustrated. He, you know, he doesn't have his comedy club right now. He can't go do his normal stuff. And then he's doing his podcast all day and he's frustrated and he can't say what, because he's afraid of YouTube censorship. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's a good thing that he's, you know, putting the middle finger to YouTube. Uh, I kind of wish he could have gotten an exclusive with like Apple or something in some way. I think it would have been interesting to see if Apple could have doubled down on podcasts and built a better yeah. system. Well, they're probably going to start doing that. A but, lot of companies are going to start doing that, I think, is get exclusives. If ends up being the one to do it, cool. <laughs> like, well, so. well, my whole thing, and I'm curious to know what you guys think, uh, Sean, Sean and Phil and Alex, my whole thing is I'm okay with it just because, to me, it's about Joe getting off of YouTube. uh youtube i mean that's essentially what it is and as as someone who has done audio podcasting for years since i was 14 i was really hesitant to go to video in the first place when it started like five years ago and then youtube has just been a a, a pain in my ass uh you know as like a streamer for you know the last couple of years so if 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 joe is the one to uh you know start like getting podcasters off of youtube then you know i I'm mean, my friends got fuck it you know let's yeah. do it so um, competition it's huge. is a good thing it's huge too because it's like this is one of the first times that we've ever seen somebody get paid for their rights to their podcast like like yep. where this podcast is actually monetized like yep. this is this is huge because now it's like it's gonna it, it whether whether they whether we think so or not it's going to create a domino effect there's going to be a couple of these people that are going to get podcasts i think you're going to start seeing people like andrew schultz and Charlemagne god and you know some of these other popular podcasters that are going to start getting other deals that are kind of similar to this and i i like it because yeah it most importantly it's given a big old middle finger to youtube and really apple too i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he was probably sick of apple too because spot i mean spotify is definitely not apple they're a swedish company that's just started getting huge you know i so. think he oh, really was just mad at youtube say it again their own by Spotify was all so Spotify. Spotify was kind of a uh, not quite a pyramid scheme, but basically yeah. Spotify was created by the major record labels, yeah. um, and it was because they needed a way to kind of fend off Apple because Apple yeah. was becoming too powerful. So they created Spotify to create competition, to create more of a fair market, so that they could uh, get more value out of their uh, archives because they saw the future of streaming they knew that streaming music was going to be the next big thing they took a loss on it for several years uh and then but increased the value of spotify significantly and then got their return on investment through spotify stock so it was really kind of an investment scheme 
and a scheme to take some market share away from Apple uh, mm-hmm. to keep Apple honest and to give the record labels a bit more control. Uh, so they had an alternative to Apple. Otherwise, Apple would have owned the entire music industry. Yeah. So that's kind of their backstory and how that all went down. But it's they are owned by the major record labels. So they're not yeah. completely innocent from being a nasty, you know, they are connected to some pretty nasty mega corporations. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean they all are. I mean, you, you kind of have, sure. you have to be, like, you can't be a streaming service and not really be kind of like at least tied to these major corporations which which is that that's a that's another argument too because you're like like you used to like radio stations used to be sued for like and fined for payola you know like unfair playing of music you know and and now we're starting to see a little bit of that with the streaming services with these deals that kind of circumvent that whole process and like so uh, it's it, it's just it's one of those things where it's like I don't know I, I I mean it beats the hell it beats the hell out of it's dirty but it beats the hell out of the way dirtier I guess I uh, yeah I will I I will I will say this and I'm not just saying this because I'm sponsored by them, although I I am full full disclosure. But, oh, here we show. go. Um, and and they're <laughs> and, and they're and they're also uh, the one that the ones that power the Whitfield Report, at least on the podcast end. Um, Anchor, which is owned by Spotify, has yeah. actually been a pretty fantastic company comparatively. To yep. work uh, with mm-hmm. so far, um, we've earned so I, I actually, yeah. and I actually had an a. There were actually a couple of uh, you know, kind of like SJWs out there. Um, I've told this story before in more detail, but long story short, there were some SJWs that tried to get my. Uh, podcast deplatformed because I wasn't making it. I I really I'm still not monetized on YouTube, so there's no point in going out after me on YouTube. But my podcast is you know fairly it gets good numbers, so they they decided to go after that. Um, and basically like they they tried to report my podcast and go you know and also trying to like leave me bad you know like low star reviews on uh apple Podcasts and whatnot and basically i actually got like an i actually got an email from someone at anchor saying hey we think someone is trying to maliciously come after your podcast uh we just want to let you know that we're, we're looking into this so uh just be cautious so nothing Nothing happened to me, and uh, I was actually impressed that they had the ba- that they had the backbone to do that. So, so um, that's that's what companies should be doing, and that is a good practice, and that's how they should handle these situations. Is say, hey, we see potential abuse. Take not listen to the raving crowd mob with pitchforks. <laughs> you know, like. It, that that was you know that was the way they should have handled that and that i you know i i think that was appropriate for them to do that and i wish youtube would do that 
I wish these other tech companies would behave like that. I mean, the, there is a benefit, you know, for Spotify since they are, you know, based out of Sweden, they've got a little more of an international crowd. So they're taking that more European approach, which is to treat you. True, but Anchor is, Anchor itself is headquartered in New York, New York, which surprises me a bit. You know, they're that still they're, owned by yeah. a conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's true. Well, they still have to, like, like in addition to to having like U.S. law, they have they have to follow EU protocols too. Correct. So it's, you they're know. Ha- they're following both. Yeah. My hot take on the whole Joe Rogan thing, though, um, real quick, is that I think this is bigger than Howard Stern moving to Sirius, and I don't know if people really even realize that. Oh yeah. Yet, yeah. But it is. It is a moment in history where podcasts are officially taken seriously. And while I yeah. am optimistic that Joe has more freedom on Spotify and he it is definitely a big middle finger to YouTube and more people are gonna fall and you're gonna see more exclusive deals, Spotify did ban Alex Jones. So I am concerned still. Spotify is not gonna be a long term fix for this. Uh, censorship of podcast problem probably uh, but it's it's better than YouTube I will say that but it's going to be interesting we'll see if Alex we'll is see. a guest yeah. on Joe Rogan again well, he, yeah. Alex claims that when he talked to Joe for 45 minutes after this deal Joe was going off on him and according to Alex he's going to be the first guest on Joe's podcast when it comes back and Elon's going to be the second guest that will be epic if that is true. That would just be <laughs> yeah. so epic. I'd like that to see Alex great. Jones with Elon Musk at the same oh, time. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, man, I don't think crazy. Elon would do that though. His you, his shareholders would stop that. You, you you got you got you guys, I can't this is this is arousing me too much. So. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Jesus, last time he was on there and he I mean not last time when he smoked weed on there, that already fucked him up enough. Now then probably have Alex on there and then them both. <laughs> Dude, you should do it. In, Fuck the optics. We, he's going since in. Since he smoked that weed, he's become way more chill, and he seems like a much more approachable person now. <laughs> yeah. He he seems yeah, to really just some... said fuck it. Like he like he was yeah. just on Jay Leno the other night, and he's just like he like they showed the older pictures of him where he's like in this like suit you know jacket it's like really like gray suit jacket he had jeans on but like he looks so it's kind of like bases before look kind of blah and now he's got the fucking leather jacket the black shirts the dark jeans the fucking yeah. aviators coming on this cyber truck i'm like well, this... grimes is probably dressing yeah she is yes she's probably helping <laughs> out the fashion there but you know i mean women you know can they can do that to men it's, it's a good thing it's, I... it's think she's had a good impact on him actually she has well yeah yeah i think i i was like i was i was watching i was listening to his 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 thing with joe rogan and it was like he he was talking about how he before he'd gotten all these how he's bought all these houses you know he's giving it all all his time and now he's giving them all away because he's trying to focus on getting to mars and i'm like that is so fucking cool that is so fucking cool well to be honest who is his girlfriend? I'm. I'll admit, I'm the fucking boomer here when it comes to uh, all boomers. No, to be honest, I don't think anybody really knew who she was. Yeah. I mean, she's like some pop, some sort of like. 
kind of like a SoundClouder, but I don't even know if she's really on SoundCloud. She makes this sort of like, you know, kind of like modern poppy music, but she's also in like anime. EM industrial pop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got got shit because I just figured out who uh, Alexa Bliss is, uh, apparently like a year and a half ago. And uh, I don't know who she is. (laughs) Well, apparently, apparently I've got some WWE. is that a five feet of fury? Is that is that what we're yeah, yeah professional wrestler? It's, yeah, it's something related yeah. to, to WWE. Uh, so, that makes sense. I, 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 I guess I have a few WWE fans in my uh, stream, which I did not know about. But anyway, I think the other thing though, Elon kind of realized like because he works his ass off, like between Tesla, yeah. SpaceX, Boring Company, and the the Neuralink. That's like. That's a, that's a lot on his play, and I'm, obviously he's you know um, delegating a lot of shit. But he still is the type of guy like a Steve Jobs, where he is in every project, overseeing it and making sure it's done properly. And I think he realized too is that like he got a lot of money, bought a bunch of shit. And I think honestly he just didn't have time for it. And he's like, you know what? Why am I owning this house? Uh, but Garrett Wilder's older house when somebody else could be enjoying it, like. It's just, I think that's what he realizes that he doesn't have the time for this and he kind of focused mm-hmm. in. And I think that's good. You know, it's, I, I think he, that's what I liked about him. He's always been cool. He's always been future thinking and he's for real. Like, like Alex says, he's not one of the globalists. He's, he's one of the good ones. No, he, he's, he, you know, he's, he's definitely, I mean, at this point, he, he is implementing essentially a deep state agenda. I mean, he's bringing forth commercial, you know, NASA air travel and space travel. And, uh, you know, he's working with the U.S. government, all of these things like he's innovating. He's releasing patents and opening up technology and innovation like the things he's working on and things he's doing benefit and help the United States. So like and he's fully bought because is he? I think technically he's not an American citizen. He might be now, but it was born, it's was born in, in South, South Africa. Yeah, Africa. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's pretty bought in on the idealism of America at this point. The good thing he didn't stay in South Africa, though. Holy fuck, <laughs> that craziness going on over there. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other conversation. We do no. not have time. <laughs> no, we don't. But yeah, love that one one of these days. Yeah, I love that meme. That's like it, it shows a picture of Elon Musk. And it says "Rich is African American." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! It's not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy well i think that's a perfect way to end this you guys want to plug your shit one more time in case like five people are listening or watching us sure um i'll i'll let trent go first and uh also i have to say trent you're one of my heroes and i really admire you so. thank you it's been a pleasure talking to you and the rest of the night and yeah you can just find me on twitter at trent lipinski um i'll probably say something obscene there soon um, and yeah that's that's it for now i mean i'm kind of waiting to see what happens with these uh social media companies because i would love to be able to actually compete on a fair platform to be able to you know have a following and be able to actually participate and like not just deal with this 
ugh, whatever the hell we're dealing with this system right now. Um, I just don't want to even interact with check marks. Yeah. Hopefully they, hopefully this executive order does something to fix this. Cause I, I miss, I, I missed the internet before all this bullshit. The internet used mm-hmm. to be my place to go have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And now it's turned into a job and it's turned into the system. Yeah, totally. So hopefully, uh, yeah, we can, I don't know. Got to do, I'm, I'm counting on Gen Z here to, to be enlightened and, you know, take us into the, into the future here and fight back against this bullshit. Cause my fellow millennials they uh they didn't get them yeah and as and as a fellow millennial uh you know trying i i'm i mean i'm 25 so i don't know i don't know what the what the cutoff is i've you're heard. close to the cutoff you're close to you're like kind of somewhere between a millennial and somewhere between gen z yeah well i mean i i, I think that you know the the millennials unfortunately we kind of shit the bed when it comes when it came yeah. to uh, you know free speech and whatnot, although uh, you know there were a few of us who you know made out, but not not enough, un- unfortunately. Um, not enough, and the ones who did, so many of them just sold out. Zoomers rise up, man. We we are yeah. an interesting generation for sure. We're depressed as hell, but then some of us have like at the same time energy and an edge to things that you know like there's like some zoomers are kind of soft but i feel like millennials have always been thought of as a super soft generation but i think zoomers are they're gonna bring about some good things in the end i i I hope i just hope you have to because millennials are exactly everyone else everyone else has fucked us over so it's time for yeah somebody's gotta yeah somebody's gotta clean up the mess you're like the fourth whatever it's like there's i forget the theory but there's like this fourth generational wave that yeah every time and it's it's gen z i I missed the boat i I didn't get the cutoff uh you know i've now been through the great recession i'm now going through the great pandemic (laughs) you know i've uh, they, you know, there's, there's so much that they did to the millennial generation, you know, how they brainwashed us to pulling the rug out from underneath us with the 2008 market crash to now doing it again. And now that we're in our late 20s, uh, you know, with this pandemic. So, I mean, you're having to go through it now as well with this pandemic, but, you know, it's the first time it's really impacting your job prospects which I, you know, all the empathy and sympathy in the world because I've been through it and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully there's going to be, there's going to be some kind of a, a revolution here in some way. I'm hoping when it comes to work, at least, you know, if, you know, if, if, the, if the Zoomer generation and Gen Z can decentralize and rely on the system and create their own jobs and their own opportunities and their own social media platforms and their own technology and their own create more fair and equitable system. That'll be a really powerful, good thing. Um, Cause we need it more than. Yeah. Any last Hopefully. words from dictator filling out? 
hopefully this revolution isn't going to be too bloody. Probably will be, but you know, we're hoping. No, Zoomers are too lazy to do anything bloody. We'll just like say <laughs> shit on Twitter, TikTok, or Snapchat and oh, send no, news. I, know, I and can never pics. count. I can never yeah, count these people out because these people are, are weird too. The weirdness is what I'm worried about. Like, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. But there's always that weirdness. It's like I'm sick of this. I'm not getting laid enough, and then you know, <laughs> Dude, that's the incel revolution. Like that's a separate fucking like little yeah, uprising. Yeah, it all, it's all it's all rolling into each other. You know, I don't know. Alex, do you have anything to say, or did you fall back asleep? No, not too much, man. Yeah, we were on here for like what four hours? Three hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah, like, Boom. This is nuts. This is I got nuts, a key, man. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, you go do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thank you, thank you guys again for uh, for for coming on, man. This this is oh, I love it. I love it when people come. I love it when you two come on here because it's like we we never not have fun. <laughs> never not have fun. fun. Yeah, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, and I feel sorry for the mail truck that's now burning in fucking Minneapolis. Uh, rest in peace, all those Father's Day cards. Have a nice <laughs> night, everyone. Please stay safe. And as always, wash your fucking hands. And your ass. And your ass. <laughs> and your dick. <laughs> okay, Jordan Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Gator.